Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Real talk for real Mississippians. Now, here's your host, JT. Good morning, Mississippi, and welcome to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Your Monday, February the 22nd, Gerard Gibbert in the studio, along with the prodigal son, the missing man himself, Rhino, is back in the chair, the happiest person in the state today. The result of that, Perez. (laughs) (laughs) So... I walked in the building, and what a shock. What a shock. I came up upon something that I haven't seen in this building. People. (laughs) (laughs) There were people walking around. The parking lot had vehicles in it. You you missed all that fun. And let me tell you, when you you walk down the, the brick path there, Right. It leads the breezeway. Up the breezeway, right. Covered breezeway. And it is a rectangle shape. Probably, what, 60, 80 feet, maybe? Yeah. So, as soon, I can't remember what day it was. I told the story, of course, last week on the air. As soon as you step out from under the covered roof, the roof there above you, and onto the sidewalk, it was rather treacherous. And that was the day after walking like uh, Tim Conway, I can't remember the character he played, that one of our listeners was kind enough to, to clue us in on that. I walked ever so steadily, uh, about six inches at a time, shuffling one foot in front of the other, until I got to my vehicle and opened the door with an umbrella, because it was sleeting like crazy, and I opened the door... And the little wind gust came up, and I slipped again. And at that point, I said, I'm not driving this vehicle over there. So I walked. But the craziest part was when I got to the front gate. And the front gate, of course, is activated by a vehicle approaching it, getting within range. And so I had to get fairly close to it, not being in my vehicle, walking right. to get it to open. And it swings in. Correct. So then I'm... Try to be careful on that ice to avoid it swinging me to the ground again. But nonetheless, we are past that. We are done, hopefully. I don't Looks see, like it. I don't see any more of that mess in the future. And, in fact, we got at 1020, after this segment, we've got John Caldwell, the Transportation Commissioner for the Northern District, He'll be joining us and giving us a road update and hopefully talking about perhaps what they learned last week and how they may take that into account in future plans. But, wow, it uh, you know, it's the ordeal that uh, will stay with us, I think, for a while. I'm yeah, just, I don't recall it ever have, having 
any time where there was ice or snow on the ground for that prolonged period. I mean, we've had extended ice storm incidents in my lifetime, but nothing that long that I remember. Yeah, exactly. Not that, and I think, given all the interviews we had last week with the Weather Service and MDOT, et cetera, not sure. Uh, you know, they they made it clear that it was the it's record setting, I guess, uh, 94, 89, 94 for the ice storm, and I think 89 was the extended, if I'm not mistaken, extended cold weather that we had in a row. So Mr. Tudball, by the way, that was Conway's character. Anyhow, that's the best way I can describe it. And, you know, Bill Gates says, he says the solution to uh, these weather phenomenon which, which we are experiencing. He, first of all, he completely attributes it to climate change, without question. He says that we must eliminate all greenhouse gases in 30 years or else the world will be in a situation that is five times worse. Did he give the speech in Chinese? Than the current <laughs> pandemic. Good point, because lecturing the United States and the Western world, it's kind of futile. Yeah, we left the Paris Climate Accord and then did better than the requirements of the Paris Climate Accord without having to be in it, without having to fund other countries to do what we did. Exactly. Well, why, why is that lost? Because you got... Because you can't grift on good news. Only bad news. You're right about that. So you got John Kerry, who Friday afternoon at the at the Munich conference, I think it's called the Munich Security Conference, if I'm not mistaken. It's the Western nations that that uh, for the most part that attend. It was virtual, and he also made the statement that we got nine years, guys. We were told three years ago that we will experience catastrophic climate consequences if we do not address climate change uh, substantially, we have nine years. Gates says in 30 years, he says we won't be able to go outside in 30 years. Unless, they were saying that in the 70s, too. I remember. For a totally different reason. C- correct. You're right about that. Totally different reason. He says that we have to go from the 51 billion tons of greenhouse gas emissions to zero by 2050, and that anything less than that will precipitate a catastrophe, is what the billionaire Gates says. He says the CO2 stays in the atmosphere for thousands of years, and that's what forces the temperatures to rise. And so it's really the sum of all those emissions starting in the industrial age that's causing this temperature f- forcing with all of its ill effects. But right, is if, if we unilaterally start adopting in, uh, all these measures and, and transitioning to so-called green energy and eliminate and become carbon zero, but China doesn't and India doesn't, well, doesn't that just mean it's over? 
I don't think I think that's the way the world works. We have then at that point with that scenario, we have then sacrificed creature comforts for the benefit of other nations, and it's all moot. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So on the ceasefire text line, he's a doctor now. You know, talked about that last week. Can he just stick to being a technologist and an entrepreneur and can we get the doctors to stick to being doctors and the politicians to worry about public policy? Why is everybody changing hats like that? And it's just easy. You just go to social media, I guess, and proclaim that, you know, you're now an expert in some field. And that's, like, widely accepted by a lot of people. Uh, the pandemic has certainly proven that. I'm, I'm struck by the contrast in opinion on the whole pandemic situation. The Wall Street Journal last week published a fantastic, I thought it was good, a, a an op-ed on, and I'm trying to find who it was written by, it was a, it was a physician from Johns Hopkins, but he, he writes a lot in the journal. Anyhow, he was basically saying that he thinks that we will achieve herd immunity by April. And he goes through the reasons for that. A lot of it's because he thinks the number of people that have been infected and have antibodies and are, are somewhat immune is way greater than the number of cases that have been recorded. That plus folks getting vaccinated is going to contribute and produce contribute to and produce herd immunity by April. On the other hand, you got Dr. Fauci who over the weekend says, I think we need to get prepared to wear masks until and into 2022. I'm just not sure that's going to work. I think people are pretty tired of that. Uh, and I'm not sure they're going to comply. And he keeps, it's another one of those deals where we keep moving the goal line. Does it not? So yes, is Marty McCary is the one who wrote the op-ed in the, in the journal. And, of course, cases are down 77% over the past six weeks. 77 Now, you know, if a medication caused that kind of a reduction in disease, we call that a miracle pill. I think it's safe to say. And it's plummeting much faster than experts predicted, he goes on to say, because of the higher number of folks that have been infected than is being reported. That plus people getting vaccines. That's what he says. That could be a contributing factor, but I think you also have to include the mutations of the virus, which we talked about halfway through that. The virus is going to mutate itself out of contagion. Yeah, I think that's right. Oh, well, but the, I tell you, there's no consensus from the scientists. That's the problem. When you say, follow the science, which scientists? Because they don't agree. We'll take a break and come back with John Caldwell, the Transportation Commissioner from the Mississippi Northern District. Stay with us. You're listening to The JT Show. Pillium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pillium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pillium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pillium.com. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. You know, when reality sets in and you hear those words, we're moving, creates lots of emotions. Gallo here, been there, done that. No matter the reasons, you want two things, don't you? Sell it for the highest price and sell it as fast as possible. Lee Garland, the Garland Group of EXP Realty, they've got it down to a science of success. From professional agents with thousands of active buyers to a Garland Group guarantee to sell your home quickly and for the top dollar. Just ask Bob and Sharon who heard the words, we're moving. They called and the Garland Group of EXP Realty went to work with an explosive marketing campaign, including a professionally produced virtual tour. Their home sold in just days and for $2,500 over the list price. Lee Garland gives you the options like instant cash offer with no showings, no repairs or hassles, just cash. So after you utter the words, we're moving, call my friend Lee Garland on the Garland Group of EXP Realty, 601-983-1130. And check them out online at LeeWillBuyIt.com. That's LeeWillBuyIt.com. Hey guys, I'm Michael Clark with Ace Bolton Screw Company. We have been locally owned and operated for over 50 years. Come by and check out our newly remodeled store. We've got all the biggest brands of power tools and hand tools. DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, Channel Lock, Irwin, and Lennox, just to name a few. Let us help you get the job done right. Come see us at Ace Bolt and Screw Company, Jackson, Tupelo, Atlanta, and Gluckstadt. Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com. Walking into Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is like walking into a spa. With its relaxed atmosphere and luxurious setting, you'll definitely feel at ease. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you can choose either a male or female doctor, whatever makes you more comfortable. Plus, Carter Sledge has the very latest in technology, like same-day crowns. Find out more at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Hey, hey. Do you have an opinion on something you heard from JT or Rhino? Go ahead, grab your phone and text it to them. You can text at 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Thanks so much for joining us on your Monday. Hopefully, we'll guide you through a winter weather free week. That's what we're hoping for. On the line with us now, the Transportation Commissioner for the Northern District, John Caldwell. Good morning, Commissioner. 
Good morning, Gerard. Thanks for having me this morning. You bet. Thanks for coming on. So give us a, uh, an update on the road situation up in the northern district of the state. How are you guys faring this week? <laughs> well, thanks for asking me today as opposed to last Friday. Because, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're doing very well today. We still have some ice and snow up here that's that's uh, getting melted off by the sunshine, and and uh, we're still trying to get some attention to some places in the shade that we we can still do something about. But it's it's been a, a week to remember, for sure. No question about it. So, uh, Commissioner, your organization, I assume, was working hand-in-hand, hand, uh, obviously, as you always do, with the DOTD, and, and were there some third-party private organizations as well involved in trying to clear the roads and, and get things back to where they were passable and drivable? Well, I'll tell you what, we, we were pulling out all the stops trying to figure out any combination that would work. Um, you know, as people have said on your show and in some other things, uh, this pretty unprecedented situation, not only was the amount of ice and snow was significant, but those temperatures, you know, hovering around anywhere from zero to six degrees you know, some of those nights and then, you know, not getting above freezing for over a week to where we weren't getting any melt-off and weren't getting a lot of benefits from our salt and some of the chemicals we're putting down. Uh, it really made it for a challenge, and uh, it, we needed everybody. So while I got a chance, let me thank all the MDOT employees, the state employees, first responders. We had paid people, volunteers, uh, medical personnel, over-the-road truckers trying to keep the commerce alive, you know, rest area contractors, cleaning crews, 24-7 security, uh, county crews, municipal crews were all, you know, working hand-in-hand hand and, you know, truly amazing efforts with, with limited resources. So thank you to all of those and then some. Yeah, appreciate that. It clearly was all hands on deck. And as I was uh, mentioning in the last segment, we, we were fortunate to have uh, representatives from uh, all the various uh, agencies. Uh, we had the Na National Weather Service. We had, of course, DOT. We had uh, had Dane Maxwell on from Public Service Commission, so uh, and we had MEMA representatives on as well. Energy, a CEO of Fisacrely from Energy, just a lot of folks all having to come together to try to get things back to where folks get, could get out and about. I will say that last night I went to pick up some food for my wife and I. And on the corridor here in Madison County, where a lot of restaurants are located, they were all absolutely packed. Every one of them. It's like people, first, I don't think they could get food in the grocery stores. I think that was an issue. And second was people just wanted to get out. I've never seen lines that long at the drive throughs at those restaurants that do that. Never. And I pass by that area a lot. So, uh, Which is good for those businesses. And it, I think it's an indication that we got the roads back to normal. Uh, but... I'm sure you're seeing the same thing in the northern part of the state as well, Commissioner. We have, and the uh, of course there's still a lot of restaurants that were closed. You know, yeah. trying to you know make it safe for their customers was pretty difficult for some of them. And uh, the uh, you know something we forget sometimes is the MDOT workers are people too. They have yeah. their homes and families and and uh, small farms that need attention, and and they're requiring rest and food and shelter like everyone else. And and we just seem to keep. You know, putting them out there on the road like they don't have to get any rest. And um, but people are ready to get out for sure. Whether it's our own workers or people that have, you know, been staying home. Thank and thank you to those that stayed home. I mean, maybe that's maybe our unsung heroes because, you know, we've we've been uh, very safe in the state of Mississippi. We've been very fortunate. Uh, only a few casualties down in uh, South Mississippi where, um, you know, some people lost their lives. And but. 
you know, the people that stayed home may be the unsung heroes because yeah. those roads uh, needed to be uh, empty. And there, there's people that could tell me about three or four different counties. And I'm like, well, how do you know how bad the roads are in three or four different counties if you're staying home? Right. But uh, for those of you who did stay home, thank you very much. Yeah, it's a good point. And I know just from here in the studio, of course, we were all hunkered down in the in the hotel just a couple of blocks down the road and and uh, didn't didn't have to travel very far and it were able to travel on a a road that uh was used a lot and so it was it was pretty passable but we have a view of interstate 55 from our studios here and just looking out we we saw vic- vehicles in the ditch I, we had several listeners that were sending us photos of uh vehicles that were stuck and some even turned upside down, literally laying on the, the roof of uh, the automobile, sitting in the middle of the road. So that, that was an indication, obviously, that it was not a good time to be out on the roads. And we did our best to, to try to coax people not to travel. And you're, I think you're right, Commissioner. The people that, that heeded that advice are, to some extent, the uns, unsung heroes. And, and let those 18-wheelers and service vehicles and so forth and sometimes even emergency vehicles have access to the roads. Yeah, they, um, you know, we're um, fortunate uh, that we got through it as well as we did. Out of the 82 counties, you know, we had so many different combinations. You know, some things that worked for, like in my area, we had like 11 inches of snow and almost no ice. Um, Other places, I was down in several counties, Choctaw County in particular, that still had ice in the trees Saturday morning, and we never really had any ice hmm. in our trees because we had mostly snow. Hmm. So, you know, when, when you start going from county to county, and even parts of certain counties were different than the other parts of the county. So it, it's a pretty tough combination to try to have all the materials and equipment ready for every combination uh, for, you know, multiple counties all, all through the week, and, and it changed from... You know, from the first uh, ice event to the second one, and even the third one. You know, we talk about two in a week, but we had uh, three within seven days. Yeah, that's right. And that's so it was. It was definitely a, a one to to learn from, and and we're we're actually already beginning the you know the after action process and trying to determine what did we do right, what did we do wrong. You know, how can we better prepare for you know our equipment, our people, and and the roads in the future. I mean, we don't we don't know that this won't repeat itself. Uh, so many times we talk about you know some of these 500-year floods, and then we get three in two years, and you're like, wait a minute, I thought that was supposed to be every 500 years. <laughs> uh, same, same way with this event. Yeah. I don't know whether we get a cold stretch the next six years, and we have one like this every you know every year for the next six years. We just don't know. So we're trying to prepare for the unknown. Uh, so on the 662 C Spire text line, give a big shout-out to the propane, all of us propane drivers. Uh, yeah, certainly. All those folks that were delivering those kinds of uh, supplies and items, no question, kept kept us going and kept us humming, and we very much appreciate that. So, Commissioner, you were talking about, uh, I guess, what, if anything, your organization or the uh, Transportation Commissioners across the state, DOTD, is there anything you've learned? Is, are there some takeaways from here on which you can take action to, I guess, help out in the future? Well, first thing... That that, no, that I noticed was we don't have near enough four wheel drive vehicles. You know, <laughs> yeah. the state of Mississippi, uh, you know, regulates and, and watches over us, and we try to order a four wheel drive vehicle. They yeah. make us justify it and do different things, trying to save taxpayer money. Sure. But I think we may have gone too far with that, and we need to get some latitude where we can buy some four wheel drive vehicles because uh, it's 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 
totally different road out there in the snow if you're in two-wheel drive versus four-wheel drive. Yeah, absolutely. So I also had a uh, someone on the text line wanted to know about Highway 15 in Tippa County, and of course we could just add that. We got a couple of minutes left here. Are there any significant projects that you're working on in your district? He said that he says that happens to be a very deadly stretch there. Yes, it is. We're well known stretch as well. Uh, it's got the attention from the governor on down. Everybody knows huh. about Highway 15. Uh, it, it is a two lane road with a lot of traffic and, and a lot of. A lot of needs. We we're in the process of you know doing the right kind of engineering to get that thing done, but it, it is a process and yep. it's, it's going to be a while. But uh, yeah, we start going into every uh, a road that needs to be done. We'll we'll be here for a while. Uh, I know um, the legislature is uh, trying to get in there and make a difference. And I tell you what, my hats off to them. Yeah. Where do you uh, stand on uh, Representative Trey Lamar's bill? that would uh, increase fuel taxes, would end up actually as a referendum to allow the citizens to vote whether or not to, to uh, implement a one-time, I think, $2.5 billion increase of uh, fuel taxes? Well, I'll tell you this. I'll, when it comes to any legislation, I'm always reminded of a Marine Corps general that once told me often that things are never as bad or as good as first reported. Yeah. So when you start hearing about legislation and somebody's criticizing it or or, or touting it as a as a savior or something that's going to help us in a certain way uh got to keep it in perspective and and certainly um whether it's the legislation coming from the house or the senate yeah both of those have kind of indicated that hey this is a growing consensus that the status quo just won't do gotcha and so I, I appreciate uh his initiative on that i appreciate the initiative in the senate although i don't agree with all of you know the stuff yep. that's coming out of some of that um, you know, we got a break coming something. up. I, I appreciate it, Commissioner. Thanks so much for coming on, and thanks for weighing in on that, and, and thanks for keeping us safe up there. We appreciate you, sir, and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thanks for your time. Transportation Commissioner John Caldwell. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. 
From luxury hotels to homeowners, Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will exceed your expectations. Your beautiful new bath and shower are made with the same high-quality materials used in luxury hotels and installed in as little as one day. Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will provide the bath or shower custom designed you've always wanted with no heavy demo or weeks without your bath area. Visit bathfitter.com where you can design your own bath area and book your free in-home or virtual consultation. Bathfitter.com. Has your child swallowed your medicine, your laundry detergent, your nail polish remover? Call the Poison Helpline. Have you inhaled paint thinner, glue, pesticides? Call the Poison Helpline. Have a question about a dose, a fume, something your kid just drank? Call the Poison Helpline. Poisonings can happen at the home, on the job, or in the great outdoors. Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. 1-800-222-1222. Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. Vaccination sites that had to be shut down due to the weather last week are starting to open up again. Some will be opening this weekend to accommodate rescheduled appointments. Dr. Dan Ebney with the Mississippi Coronavirus Task Force says today we have 1.2 million Mississippians that are eligible for the vaccine. We have administered over uh, 330,000 first doses. We've administered over 470 thousand total doses that would include first and second but looking at first doses out of 1.2 million eligible we've we've gotten 333,000 plus vaccinated before the storm they were up to 100,000 doses a week going out and they want to get caught up before they open up appointments to the next eligible group follow us on Facebook on Twitter or find us online at supertalk.fm for supertalk Mississippi news I'm Andy Davis Mississippians want a medical marijuana program supported by doctors and patients. That's why 74% of Mississippi voters approved Initiative 65, the Doctors and Patients Medical Marijuana Initiative. And it's why they voted down the Politicians Initiative that would have postponed medical marijuana here in Mississippi. Now, the politicians who oppose medical marijuana outright are up to some new tricks. The politicians in Jackson are trying to pass a fake medical marijuana bill to thwart the will of Mississippians, they just won't learn. We passed medical marijuana last fall, so patients who suffer from debilitating medical conditions can stop suffering. It's the will of the people. Call your legislator, 601-359-3770. Tell them you want medical marijuana like you voted for. Not the politician's scheme to stop it. Patients who suffer can't wait. Paid for by Mississippians for Compassionate Care. 
Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Ian Rhino, the JT Show. What is wrong with you people? Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to the JT Show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, lots of uh, text flowing in about this discussion on Gates and his warning that we won't be able to go outside in 30 years if we don't eliminate all man-made carbon emissions. So that's the distinction. I know uh, some folks wrote in and said, well, uh, isn't uh, isn't that what trees and plants and so forth don't they admit it? Yeah, it's true. And and so he does make the distinction that that's fine. It's the man-made carbon emissions that he seeks to eliminate. Well, it's, plants breathe carbon dioxide. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We release they, oxygen. Right. That's right. They, they so I'm, I should have stated they consume it. Correct. But the problem is, uh, it's more than they can consume. That's his. That's basically what he's saying. Yeah, so. you combine the increase of carbon dioxide emissions with the decrease right. in forestation, and you right. get a untenable situation. Yeah, and that's so. Uh, that's his warning now. And he and he basically says we need to do more now than later. And you know, if we wait ten years and start doing it, that's better than never, and 20 is worse. So you see the, the progressive problem there. But he says, yeah, we, uh, we won't be able to go outside. And he says, um, you won't be able to farm or go outside during the summer. The wildfires, I'm quoting him, the wildfires, though, you know, even the farming productivity in the south of the U.S., the droughts will reduce productivity very dramatically, and it's all a matter of degree. Wait 10 years, not as bad as we wait as we wait 20, wait 30, it's too late. That's what the billionaire says. He also said, discussed this with Perez last week. He wants the rich nations to forego the consumption of animal beef. And he wants us to start eating a new type of beef, fake meat essentially, made from microbial bacteria. <laughs> and he shared it with his buddy Anderson Cooper over at CNN. So you just have to get used to it. Well, it obviously isn't a time for um, the impossible meat now, because if you went to the grocery store any time in the last few days, before it got restocked, yeah, pork, chicken, turkey, beef, all that, gone. Yeah. Shelves bare. The impossible meat, untouched. Yeah. Even in a crisis, nobody wants a meat Nobody burger. wants that junk. Nobody wants it. It's just 
it's why why do the solution to everything always have to be you just have to change and get over it why don't we ever think about solving if in fact cattle uh, is emitting methane gas greenhouse gas adding to the complement of it and that's causing climate change I bet there's some technology that somebody could come up with some innovation to address that issue so that we don't have to just radically abruptly say you can't eat meat anymore but I think that's what drives people crazy. It drives me crazy, I can tell you that. We always think about, well, you just have to change and get over it. And that's when you get this feeling that they just want to exert control. They just, they, they, are, they thrive on it. They're eaten up with it. So in his case, he, he does say, if I can find it, he says there's no magic date. But he says, by the way, conversion to electric vehicles, not, not enough. Uh, he says that he does admit that he lives in mansions and flies around in private jets. That's not really the issue because he offsets his carbon emissions. That's what, he says, I'm offsetting my carbon emissions by buying clean aviation fuel and funding carbon capture and funding low-cost housing projects to use electricity instead of natural gas. And so I've been able to eliminate it, and it was amazing to me how expensive that was. Duh, but you're a billionaire, dude. <laughs> you can, as they say, afford it. The cost of being green, the green premium, we've got to drive that down somehow. The green premium, that's not <laughs> what it's referred to. I don't really get this. He says, the migration we saw out of Syria for their civil war, which was somewhat weather-dependent, we're going to have ten times as much migration because the uh, equatorial areas will become unlivable. So there will be a... To blame a Middle Eastern war on climate change <laughs> when they've been fighting wars over there long before countries decided to draw lines on a map. Very true. I didn't really get that. But basically he's suggesting that the war caused them to migrate and that this migration we'll see because areas of the world, especially around the equator, will be uninhabitable, is going to wreak havoc on the planet. I don't know. But, you know, it's another deal. It's kind of like this whole virus deal. I'm still taken aback by the uninhabitable. We mean that's what, says people can't live be too hot. Literally says it won't be suitable for human inhabitation. Too hot. So I was about to say, however, though that it's just like the virus deal. You line up a hundred scientists, you can't get a consensus on almost anything. You line up. A hundred climatologists or whoever they are that study this stuff, I'm assuming that would be one of them, the groups. I don't think you can get a consensus. I've seen split-screen debates by highly credentialed climatologists where they're not even close to a consensus on this. So who do you believe? Do you believe John Kerry, who runs around in a Gulfstream 4? by the way. He's known for really sticking to his guns. <laughs> exactly. It's a $40 million jet. 
he runs around in that and also lives in mansions and has yachts. When all those folks discontinue that, if they just part with all those toys and start to live without, if they disconnect from the grid, I might take them a little more seriously. But I think as long as they're lecturing the rest of us and demanding the rest of us to adopt this lifestyle, which is almost sets us back a hundred years. I'll give a, a tangential example of someone you might disagree with their personal stances on on a variety of issues, but you kind of have to respect their willingness to go the extra mile for at least the appearance of sincerity. And that's the Pope. When he when he changed the, the big golden throne to a simple wooden chair. Yeah. And and did all these changes to, to look more like what you think of when you think of a vow of poverty and a vow of chastity. And you may not agree with anything he says, but you can at least appreciate and respect the fact that he put in the effort to appear sincere. At at the very least. And if Half of these people preaching about climate change and how it's all going to be over with in a decade did half that much. It'd be a little bit easier to, to take what they're saying. You may not agree with it, but you might have a little bit more respect for what they're saying instead of just looking at it and going, it's so hypocritical coming from you. Yeah, any I, I, you're right. I think any time you have a prominent figure like that that's trying to instruct to exhort, if they do not adhere to those same standards, all credibility is lost. That's the fundamental problem. It's no different than what we've seen throughout this dang pandemic. It seems like the ones who lecture us the most breach their own instructions to the greatest degree. We've seen it over and over and over again. That's the problem. So you yeah, lose when, when all masking became performance art instead of an actual <laughs> way to prevent the spread, it made it really tough to get a significant chunk of the population to buy in. It's exactly right, and and so it's. I think the attitude is, well, if they're not doing it, I don't have to do it. Right. So here's the deal: you could you could also just call attention to Donald Trump, who got just absolutely derided by the left and the press because said he downplayed the virus and he was never wore a mask and all that sort of stuff but he didn't lecture us about doing it either i think that's a i think that's a different situation it would be it would be a um i think it would be more abhorrent had he lectured us and was always seen defying his own talking points there That'd be a problem. But we didn't see that, so I, I think you have to keep perspective on that. We'll take a break here and come back with the final segment of the first hour on the JT Show on this Monday. Stay with us.
Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. The American Council of Engineering Companies is the voice of our state's engineering community and a proud sponsor of National Engineers Week. The purpose of this week is to shine a spotlight on the contributions that engineers make to society. To get a true sense of just how important engineers are for the quality of our life and safety, just look around your home, the roads you travel, your job, and everything you eat and drink. An engineer helped make it happen. This message brought to you by the American Council of Engineering Companies of Mississippi. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. As stewards of the land, we know you are all-stars. So leave it up to us at Mississippi, Arkansas Ag for your John Deere All-Star Package. The 3025E Tractor Plus Loader, Box Blade, Rotary Cutter, and a Trailer will keep you ahead of the game at just $349 per month. Leave it up to us or visit any of our 16 locations or agup.com for more information. Offer ends 1031-2021. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details. This is the opening agri-market report. At the opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, May cotton was up 146 to 91.94. July cotton was up 146 to 92.67. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, May soybeans were up a half to 13.80 and a half per bushel. July soybeans were up two and a quarter to 13.70 per bushel. May corn was up five and a half to 5.47 and a quarter per bushel. July corn was up five and a quarter to 5.38 and a quarter per bushel. At the Mercantile, April live cattle was down 67 to 123 even. June live cattle was down 62 to 119.85. April feeders down 7 cents to 142.60. May feeders down 40 to 145.32. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is down 101 points, 31,393. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. When it comes to weed control, I'm looking for results. That's why I choose the Roundup Ready Extend crop system. It controls more weeds than any other cotton system. And with up to 14 days of soil activity on certain small-seeded broadleaf weeds, my fields are set up for long-lasting protection from Palmer pigweed, mare's tail, and other tough-to-control weeds. With the triple tolerance of Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton to Dicamba, Glyphosate, and Glufosinate, I'm getting three modes of action to help keep my fields clean. When you put it all together, I'm getting flexibility, advanced weed control, and proven performance. That's why the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System is the number one choice for so many of us. For me, the choice is easy. I choose results. I choose the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Claims are based on approved EPA herbicide labels as of October 2020. Pair with a strong weed management program. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. 
This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Time to talk, but still want to make your opinion known? Well, you know you can send JT a text message, right? Go ahead. Text your thoughts to 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Use your fingers and join the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi and supertalk.fm. for joining us today on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard, and the Ice Vacationing Rhino back in the studio today. I could uh, empathize with the new Mars Perseverance rover being cut off from all humanity <laughs> and cold. <laughs> you couldn't get down your driveway, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I live on a, on a pretty used street but there just wasn't enough traffic during the storm to get any ruts or any kind of traction and for the first time in my life i have a, a rear wheel drive car yeah and uh if if i'd had my old car front wheel drive i'm pretty sure it would have been okay at least for some of the days but i just couldn't get enough weight in the back of the charger to, to get it going yeah and perez made that same point he has a front wheel drive vehicle and he was able to maneuver without uh, too much trouble but Certainly, certainly get it. Uh, glad you stayed safe. Glad you're back. Oh yeah, I, I finally that. understand why all the old folks talk about having to walk to school uphill both ways <laughs> because the the nearest place to get any kind of supplies was about a half mile hike as the crow flies. Yeah, and there are depending on which route you take between four or six hills between there and my apartment. So it was uphill on ice both ways to get supplies that's treacherous and not recommended but i did have my big three and a half foot crowbar that i used as an icebreaker (laughs) slash walking stick cane thing that worked out pretty well that plus the uh i have a history where i worked in a restaurant as a waiter yeah and one of the requirements is non-slip shoes that are designed to like walk on tile where they spilled grease yeah. So they worked out pretty well walking on the ice with the help of the cane. Well, let me tell you, tennis shoes aren't very good. No, for not, not very good That's at all. That's what I had on when I was walking between here and the, and the hotel. Uh, a friend of mine that uh, I saw yesterday said he went to a local restaurant for out in Madison for lunch. He said he got out of his vehicle. He went to help his wife out of, out of the vehicle, and they took three or four steps and noticed an SUV parked a couple of over just sliding in the parking lot. And that was yesterday. Slid about 15 feet, just avoided when it hit some some bare asphalt there. Uh, just avoided contact with another vehicle, and they had to go find the person in the restaurant and say, hey, your, your car's driving on its own here. He thought somebody was in it. And so he looked at it and said, there's nobody driving it. Wow. So Darren and Jackson text in on the ceasefire text line. So when someone gets filthy rich, that would be Bill Gates. They are an expert on all things. It does seem to it does seem to go to folks' head, does it not? They just feel uh, empowered and with like new knowledge and certainly superior, and they take 
to the public square to start lecturing everybody else in this superior attitude. And I think that drives people crazy. I think you can apply the old adage, idle hands are the devil's plaything to that. Because they... When you get to that level of wealth, yes, it required some talent or hard work at some point, but more than likely, you have long periods of time where you're more free than the average Joe. And when you spend that time talking with a quote-unquote expert who's probably just grifting you for your money, or you go down rabbit holes on the internet and you you come up with all these biases that because you found it and you have the information that thousands of these other people that are way, way smarter than you haven't been able to find yeah it it creates this weird sense of superiority and expertise i've always thought there's there's some guilt at play in there too oh yeah I've just always felt that way. Chris from Oxford says, I hope the methane gas police don't come ride in the truck with me anytime soon. (laughs) May not like what they see. On the 662, the reason they call it impossible meat is because it's impossible to eat. Yeah, I think that's a rational observation. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Richard from Wiggins says, I can outproduce a cow. They're going to get rid of Richard... (laughs) I would say one, going back to the impossible meat thing, one big item in the cons column, if you have pros and cons of the impossible meat, yeah, you look at Asian cuisine, you look at China, Japan, Korea, they have a, a very vegetable-rich diet. Yep. You have a lot of vegans and you have a lot of vegetarians and a lot of minimal meat-eating fish too right but they yeah they love seafood seafood but they also love tofu so you would think impossible meat is competing with tofu and there's little to no adoption of impossible meat for societies that are already okay eating tofu crazy you know along these lines another story i don't don't know if you saw this one right up north face you know the guys that make the outerwear the jackets they rejected a jacket order from a texas oil and gas company because they're in the oil and gas business this company is called Innovex. They're headquartered around the Houston area. And they were buying jackets for their staff with the Innovex logo on it. And North Face says, we don't want your business. You're in the oil and gas business. It's nutty. I'm sure there's a smaller company that would love they that. They found order. another one. They did. Kudos to them. We got Super Talk News, Fox. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at Baroni's Tree Pros.com. News. I'm Lillian Wu. Boeing takes action after an engine failure over Denver this weekend. 231 passengers and 10 crew members were on that flight. Some watching the fire in the engine and pieces break away. Boeing says that it is suspending all operations of the 777 plane that has that Pratt & Whitney 4112 engine. It also says it supports Japan's Aviation Bureau for doing the exact same thing for that country. Fox's Alicia Cunha. The Supreme Court.
court won't stand in the way of former President Trump's taxes being turned over to a New York state prosecutor. In an unrelated case, the former president did get a minor Supreme Court victory today. The justices, without comment, rejected Stormy Daniels' appeal to revive her defamation lawsuit against him. Fox's Dana Perino Daniels alleged the two had had an affair in 2006. America's listening to Fox News. From luxury hotels to homeowners, Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will exceed your expectations. Your beautiful new bath and shower are made with the same high-quality materials used in luxury hotels and installed in as little as one day. Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will provide the bath or shower custom designed you've always wanted with no heavy demo or weeks without your bath area. Visit bathfitter.com where you can design your own bath area and book your free in-home or virtual consultation. Bathfitter.com at Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Voters would be able to decide whether to temporarily raise the gas tax to pay for improvements to highways and roads across the state. This is under a bill that'll be debated in the House this week. House Ways and Means Committee Chair Trey Lamar says the bonding would be no more than $2.5 billion over 10 years. We have never been in a more favorable interest rate environment, at least in my lifetime, I have not. And so I started thinking, does this make sense to issue revenue bonds that are tied to a, a temporary gas tax that would roll off when the bonds are paid back? Mom and pop stores will benefit from the Paycheck Protection Program this week. Small businesses with less than 20 employees will be able to apply for forgivable loans. You'll have two weeks to sign up. The SBA is also setting aside a billion dollars for business owners with no employees. The application window opens up Wednesday. I'm Kelly Bennett. Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry operations opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying the outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship coalition vaccination sites that had to be shut down due to the weather last week are starting to open up again dr dan adney with the mississippi coronavirus task force says as of today we've got 1.2 million mississippians eligible for the vaccine we have administered over uh, 330,000 first doses we've administered over 470,000 total doses that would include first and second but looking at first doses out of 1.2 million eligible We've, we've gotten 300 and 
33,000 plus vaccinated. Before the storm, they were up to 100,000 doses a week going out. If you were scheduled to receive the COVID vaccine last week, the State Department of Health automatically reschedules appointments canceled due to the weather. If you had an appointment, you should receive a notification from the Department of Health via their automated phone system, text, or email. I'm Kelly Bennett, Super Talk Mississippi News. Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry operations opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying the outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi... To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Just when you think you've heard it all. Heard it all. Heard it all. Heard it all. It's time. It's time to kickstart another hour of the JT Show. Bring your freaking ease. On with the show. Showtime. Now, here's more with JT on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. Getting fired up here on the JT Show. That music fires you up. No, just like... <laughs> head banging. I like it. Gerard and Rhino in the studio today. Back at it. Back at it. So when were you able to get out of your driveway? I was finally able to get a little bit of traction Friday afternoon, about three or four, but that wasn't a whole lot, so I decided to just hoof it that day. And then, yeah, Saturday it was melted to the point where it was pretty easy driving. Yeah, I have, I have a shaded area on my driveway as I exit between my garage and the street, and it's it's curved. And so I, I um, went out for some breakfast with some friends, and going through that little area, I'm sliding, slipping, and sliding, and I was hoping it wouldn't keep going straight through the curve. That's not a cool thing to do. But we're we're all good. We're fine. So we got many tales to tell. <laughs> I certainly do for a long time. So I'm Friday, glad I had a, a pantry full of canned goods. Yeah, yeah. Because unlike I noticed, y'all didn't take up the offer on the reconstituted peanut butter. Yeah, we stayed away from that. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we did not. I, you know, I felt sorry for the folks at the hotel. The the folks that worked the front desk there. They obviously stayed at the hotel, and because for two and a half days we had no water in the hotel, and there's no food, 
and we had uh, ransacked the snacks. And there wasn't a lot of guests in the hotel, as you can imagine, by that point. But uh, they were doing their best. That every time I would walk by, I would hear them on the phone. Somebody would be calling in asking if they had any rooms. And, and it was pretty much a standard response, which is, yeah, we have rooms, but no water. The city of Jackson's got serious problems there, and that is not an easy solution. There's no easy solution, and it costs a bunch of money, something they don't have. So we'll we'll see where all that goes, and uh, I'm just glad we're all safe, sound, back at it. People in the building, people in the office, in the studio here, it's a good deal. So <laughs> Jerry in Waynesboro says, talking about this carbon stuff climate change. You think Bitcoin is fake? Wait till they really start the carbon credit trading. Yeah, that's been on the on the radar, on the table for some time, the old carbon credit exchange. And that, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the goal. I believe it already exists in some countries, if I'm not mistaken. Might be some European nations. And uh, is there not some sort of scaled-down form of it, perhaps, already implemented in California. For some reason, I want to say there is, but I could be wrong. I want to say there's a, a scaled-down version federally. Maybe you're I, right. I think I remember, and this is not a really reliable source, but <clears throat> wasn't there a home improvement episode where the character played by Jonathan Taylor Thomas interviewed Tim Taylor's boss about their energy usage or their dumping practices or something and they had just purchased another company because that company had the rights to dump somewhere i think that's right yeah it's cap and trade was the uh, the term uh assigned to it and that was a major platform in barack obama's campaign and was on his agenda but at the midterm having exhausted all of their political capital and passing Obamacare at the midterm in 2010 when the House flipped, that pretty much doomed that legislation and that agenda item. That and card check, which is uh, a provision that is desired by Democrats and was a a major uh, campaign promise, frankly, from Barack Obama. Card check basically means that when when voting whether or not to join a union, you cannot do that privately. You vote so that everybody sees how you're voting. And, of course, it's designed to intimidate those who might be inclined to vote against unionizing. That's something that uh, they still want, of course, and they're still pushing for. Uh, Brian and Madison says, I'm calling BS on Bill Gates' green premium aviation fuel I don't think there is such a fuel. Prove it, Bill Gates. I wondered the same, Brian. I'm, I'm an old private pilot. Uh, haven't flown in ten years or so, but I don't remember. How, I don't see how you could. Hey, I want the green version of aviation fuel. I, I don't know. And and of course, he's flying around in jets, and jet fuel is different than uh, typical avgas, which normal aspirated engines would used uh, would use. 
So I don't know. Maybe he blends it himself, you think, Brian? I, I agree. I wondered that. What do you think, I Googled Brian? it and found one company that is working on sustainable aviation fuel based on waste oils of a biological origin, okay. agri-residues, and non-fossil CO2. Okay. And there's no question Gates has enough money probably to blend and refine his own <laughs> to put in his, his uh, personal... Jet, but I wondered the same, uh, Brian. Uh, Barry in New Albany says the Whopper has fake meat on it, doesn't it? No, well, I think that was Taco Bell that got in trouble for that a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember. Was was it, it was beef or chicken? I can't. Was I it think beef? it was. It wasn't even fake. It was just not the the A grade that's required. Okay, I got you. So that was a little bit of fake news yeah. around that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bill and Brandon points out, I wonder how much of a North Face product is comprised of petroleum-derived products. Good point, Bill. The CEO of that oil and gas producer pointed that out, by the way. That was his response. He wrote a letter, two-page letter about it. And, point, and, and that just seems to get lost on people. It's not just stick it in your vehicle or power your home, but it's uh yeah the plastic bag that it comes in when you buy it from the online store is still made of petroleum the jacket itself is still made of petroleum products plastics of course as you said and clothing in particular not just that jacket but lots of other clothes i mean it's crazy really when you think about it and I, again i submit can we figure out a way to a- address whatever the emissions issue is in fact we have think about vehicles 80 percent reduction of carbon emissions in vehicles in this country over the last 20 years, 80%. Well, it goes back to the credibility conversation we had last hour. If it if it weren't North Face, if it were a company like Patagonia, who for decades has been trying to use recycled plastics in the manufacture of their goods, you'd be like, okay, I can see them doing this. Whereas North Face, they're making plastic jackets, and they're refusing to take money from people making plastic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, it, that never gets talked about, though. That never makes it into the conversation. Brian Meridian says, why is corn not the answer? I, I got to tell you, Brian, I actually know the answer to that because uh, there's holes in my wallet on that one. Uh, about 20 years ago, I invested a fair amount in a biofuels company. And it, <laughs> I'll have to tell you that... Uh, I, I was one of the original investors. A close friend of mine was was the one that put this thing together. And also involved in that company uh, were Morgan Freeman and Willie Nelson. It was called Bio Willie. And it's a, it's a cost issue. It's not whether or not it's doable, that it's tenable from a technical perspective to provide power. It's just cost. All of this is a function of cost. It, and, and reliability. So, it, and so what happens is not only is it is it expensive to blend those fuels, but it also causes the cost of everything else that uses corn, as you can imagine, to go up, uh, and grain because of the the increased demand. So, uh, lots of text here coming in, Rhino, on the ceasefire text line. Uh, knowing how to ski came in mighty hand, damn handy. You got that right. Except I couldn't ski very well in my tennis shoes. I found myself on my rear as 
much as I did upright trying to get that. Ed from New Hope says gas prices on the way up. And you're so right, Ed. I've been watching that as well. And it's, again, another situation where the left's agenda negatively impacts, hurts economically, the very people that supported them. If you look at the demographics that are all on board with that junk, they never think about that. It's the same thing with opening up the schools issue and debate that's happening in this country. It's not the folks that can afford private schools and have access to charter schools. They're all doing great. It's the, it's the poor, more impoverished inner-city kids in these blue cities. They're not getting an education. It's all because of selfish teachers' unions. We'll take a break. A break. We'll come back with more. Don't forget, we got uh, the phone lines open, 888-808-8637. We'll go ahead and open them up in the next segment if you want to call us. Stay with us on the JT Show. In the house, my friend Lee Garland of EXP. What's happening, Lee? 2020 was an incredible year. We sold hundreds of houses. As a matter of fact, and thank you, you took care of a family member. What was so unique about selling that home was the buyer who bought it, bought it sight unseen. They bought it from the videos, photos, and drone footage that we shot. They did not actually step foot in the house until the week before closing. Share with us some of the other advantages of the marketing campaign. One of the things that we do is we give sellers options. We give them the option of assurance, convenience, and the ability to get top dollar on their property. If the seller needs the assurance that their house is going to sell, we can guarantee that sale. If it doesn't sell at the end of the listing agreement, we'll buy it. And that's what makes you guys the leader in the market. We are the number one team in central Mississippi. We spend more money marketing properties than anybody else. We have an advertising budget of almost a half a million dollars, where the average agent only spends 250 to $500 a month. Go to LeeWillBuyIt.com or call us at 601-983-1130. Quality Preschool, Toddler, and Infant Care. Little Acorns Child Development Center. Now accepting applications for toddlers and infants. 601-965-5002. Little Acorns Child Development Center. 100 West Capitol Street in downtown Jackson at the Dr. A.H. McCoy Federal Building. We're accepting applications for both federal and non-federal children. You will go crazy for Little Acorns, where me, Sammy the Squirrel, will provide tons of fun, fun, fun. Here at Little Acorns, we provide developmentally appropriate curriculums, low staff-to-child ratios, degreed early childhood teachers in all rooms, delicious, healthy breakfast, lunch, and snacks. All teachers certified in infant and child CPR and pediatric first aid. Designated drop-off with health safety temperature screenings at our safe, secure, modern, and spacious facility. Call now for a spot for your Little Acorn today. 601-965-5002. Tell them Sammy said. Unlike jewelry stores that offer imaginary discounts of 50 to 75% off, DNS Diamonds and Jewelry in Flowood is different. You see, mathematically, there is no way to stay in business if you continually run 50 to 75% off discounts, unless your prices were too high to begin with. At DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, shop our quality, selection, and personal service that we offer. Then let us impress you with our special values. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood, across from Amerigo. Ace Bolton Screw Company. 
locally owned and operated for over 50 years. Come by and check out our newly remodeled store. We serve your entire fastener, safety equipment, and tool needs. We've got all the biggest brands of power tools and hand tools. DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, Channel Lock, Irwin, and Lennox, just to name a few. Let us help you get the job done right. Come see us at Ace Bolt and Screw Company, Jackson, Tupelo, Atlanta, and Gluckstadt. Gallo here, back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. with all the news, weather, traffic, and info you need to start your day in the Jackson Metro area. Right now, more of the JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi, 97.3. For a complete transcript of today's show, write down everything you hear. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Rhino in the studio. Senator Chuck Schumer from the great state of New York, he slammed Texas for getting caught off guard by last week's storm. He said they're paying the price for ignoring climate change. Texas thought it could go alone, he said, but they can't. I think there's lots of blame to go around there, lots of poor planning. And you think when you couple that with a rather historic event, look, it's insurance. Let's, let's think about it. So there's, you had pipes that aren't buried deep enough to avoid uh, becoming unoperational due to the coal, the pipes that carry natural gas that power those plants that, that use natural gas to produce electricity. And you say, well, we, we should have buried them deeper or had uh, some sort of protection involved in the construction, coal protection. Sure, just costs money. All that, it's like insurance. How much insurance do you want to buy? Do you want to invest this additional, these additional dollars as, in effect, in essence, insurance to protect against this once every how many years historic event? That's what it comes down to. It's just like, why don't we have snow plows here in Mississippi? I mean, even smaller scale. If you go to places like Canada, where they experience a much colder winter for a much longer period of time than we usually do, yeah, they have things like engine block heaters, where they have a little plug Correct. that hangs out the grill of their car that they plug into an outlet in their little in their driveway or their parking place or wherever. So that their engine doesn't freeze up because of the cold. Well, it's not really economically feasible to tack on an extra $1,500, $2,000 for that engine block heater when you buy a car in Mississippi. It, it's just not useful. It would have been useful for 48 hours in the last 30-plus years I've been alive. Yeah. So it it's cost-benefit analysis that has to be done, and it's Texas for crying out loud. You don't really think about having to dig below the freeze line in Texas. Right. And the, the same thing, by the way, I remember Rhino spending a lot of time in Chicago working when I was first out of school before vehicles were uh, had all this electronic ignition technology. And, and, and frankly, if you think about it, we didn't have problems starting our car at all right, last week in these ridiculously frigid single-digit temperatures 
But I can remember growing up, that was a problem. You couldn't get a vehicle to start because there was no way to heat the block. And so even in the Midwest, in the Chicago area, that was fairly common. All the office buildings had uh, power receptacles to plug your vehicle in while you went to work during the day. But that's expensive, as, as you point out. And so it, it's just a matter of insurance. How much? And so guess what? They could have done all that, but everybody would have been paying higher rates just to, just to cover the cost, the additional construction cost and operating cost. And the same is being said about the, the windmills that failed. There are, there are contraptions and mechanisms and, and uh, kits that could have been installed on those windmills that would have kept them flowing and producing electricity uh, even during these ridiculous temperatures we had in Texas last week, as they do even in the Arctic, by the way, or in, or in Canada. But in doing so, it would have made it last. I mean, it would have moved the, the goalpost back on them paying themselves off by a decade. Right, exactly right. And, so it, and it drives the price of it up. And I think if you ask the average person, what do you think we ought, are you willing to spend an extra X dollars per month uh, for power on the outside chance that we might have uh, uh, single-digit temperatures coming up once every hundred years to protect against loss of power? I think the average person would say, no, I'll take that chance. It's kind of what happened. It's just really, it just comes down to insurance. And you, you can buy as much insurance just about as you want, if you think about it, to protect against all sorts of stuff. I mean, you got the ice cream may taster never dude that has, what, a $10 million insurance policy on his tongue? Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. That's a great analogy. Uh, so, I don't know. It's, it's, so it's become a political hot potato as a result. And you got Schumer saying, "We just weren't. You're ignoring climate change. That's the problem." And the folks on the right are saying, "See, we told you that climate, the green energy stuff doesn't work. We lost all of our solar panels and and uh, our windmills." And it, that just can't come to the middle and say it, that's not really what it's about here. It, it's it's about what energy is sustainable. Does it make sense to just totally jump abruptly, suddenly? and transition to 100% uh, so-called green energy and dump fossil fuels, we ain't there yet. It's just not. I think we're going to continue to see a, a, a gradual transition, but right now it's just not practical. If you want to look there. at the, the cost of just about anything when you try to take into account every possible scenario and contingency, you look at how much it costs for anything in the military. Yeah, exactly. Everything mil spec is built to include a million different contingencies, but in that, the price of it skyrockets. I remember selling IT gear, and when you were dealing with a bid, in, in particular for the federal government that had to meet the military specification, the mil spec, oh yeah, that's way more expensive. But again, it's insurance against whatever it is they're trying to protect in those situations. If you did that in the just normal private setting, it, it would be unaffordable. Cost prohibitive. And you'd do without. Dave from Ripley says, boy, Gerard, you must have been making a lot of money to live in that hellhole, talking about Chicago. I tell you, Dave, I, I lived with uh, 
another person who worked for the same firm, and we uh, we stayed in an apartment about 60 floors up down on Michigan Avenue there in the heart of Chicago. And even back then, now, it's talking about the early 80s, it was $750 a month, and it was a studio, literally about as big as this studio we're in. And it was one of those deals where the beds folded out of the wall, and there were twin beds. It was all sort of one room and a bathroom, so to speak. And the kitchen was just kind of a like a wet bar, kind of. Yeah, and by the way, if you wanted a vehicle, it was another 75 bucks to park a month to park your vehicle in the building. Now this is this is 40 years ago. 750 bucks. So no, I was dead broke, <laughs> Dave. I could barely afford the rent and to eat. Uh, it's really crazy. Jeff in Forest County wants to know what about windmill cancer. I'm not familiar with that, but I'm uh, I'm willing to listen. Let, let us know about that, uh, Jeff. How long was that elevator ride? It was brutal. Uh, Richard from Wiggins asked that elevator ride to go up about 60 floors. It was a great view. It was a fantastic view. And, and it was uh, there were some other nice appointed apartments in that building. But that little studio we had, splitting it at 750 bucks a month, was all we were good for uh, back then. Uh, let's see, like, uh, yeah, Neil from Pontotox uh, says, it all comes down to how much you want to pay. Same happened here. MDOT did an excellent job with the resources they had. How much are you willing to pay to be like Tennessee for an event, <coughs> excuse me, that happens every 15 years? I know we had a, a, a text, uh, or excuse me, a listener that texted in earlier from Harrison County giving a shout-out, I think. It was Harrison County, right, that had purchased some of those uh, fertilizer spreaders that you can attach to the back of a tractor to distribute sand. I think those were pulled behind. You could put them on a pickup. They were just on any trailer hitch. Okay. Well, I, I noticed from my hotel room, where I have a view of County Line Road and Ridgewood Road, that Ridgeland had tractors out with those uh, spreaders, and they were distributing sand on the roadways to, to make them, obviously, more passable. Yeah, so... I agree. There's all sorts of things that you can do on that. Thomas and Greenwood says, my truck had an engine block heater. They aren't expensive. They sure were back in the day. I'm telling you, Thomas, it was a it was a $1,000 uplift when, when uh, I was living up in the, the frozen tundra of Chicago back then. I do remember being outside one time in Chicago, the wind, of course, blowing off the lake. This is like October, and it's in the teens temperature-wise, and there's freezing ice and sleet falling. And it was just absolutely hammering my face. It was all, almost like horizontal, hammering my face. And all of a sudden, it froze my eyelids shut to my eyebrows, and I couldn't blink. And I had to stand in front of the space heaters that are positioned all around the stores and, and the, the buildings in that, that downtown area and just, like, thaw out my eyes so I could blink. That was a weird feeling. It's that kind of cold where you got to buy your coat there to handle the coat. <laughs> That's exactly right. Couldn't you couldn't bring one in, couldn't import one from the south. They wouldn't get the job done. We'll take a break and come back with more 888-808-8637. Give us a call.
Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Gallo here for AC Experts and William Overstreet. I've never seen anybody more thorough. 28 years experience in everything from maintenance to installation with upfront pricing on everything. Discounts for senior citizens, military first responders. Count on William at AC Experts at 769-237-COOL. You can email theacexperts at yahoo.com and on Facebook at AC Experts. And if you mention me, you'll get $50 off your service call. And if you didn't get the number, tweet me or text me personally and I'll send you the contact. For the AC Experts, highly recommended. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental, where we create a comfortable environment for our patients. Capital Dental offers general and family dentistry and teeth whitening. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Madison Cellars, proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits. From special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner, it's all at Madison Cellars Premium Wine and Spirits. Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Voters would be able to decide whether to temporarily raise the gas tax to pay for improvements to highways and roads across the state. This is under a bill that'll be debated in the House this week. House Ways and Means Committee Chair Trey Lamar says the bonding would be no more than $2.5 billion over 10 years. We have never been in a more favorable interest rate environment, at least in my lifetime, I have not. And so I started thinking, does this make sense? to issue revenue bonds that are tied to a, a temporary gas tax that would roll off when the bonds are paid back. Mom and pop stores will benefit from the Paycheck Protection Program this week. Small businesses with less than 20 employees will be able to apply for forgivable loans. You'll have two weeks to sign up. The SBA is also setting aside a billion dollars for business owners with no employees. The application window opens up Wednesday. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
Hey, it's Richard Cross. Join us every weekday for the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. The all-new 2021 Ford F-150 is here with available interior work surface for putting in work. Standard sync Ford technology plus a huge 12-inch touchscreen and pro-power onboard outlets for all kinds of jobs. Not only is the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 tough, it's smart. Built Ford proud. Built Ford tough. See a Ford dealer near you for details and don't miss the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. Heading to the coast to hit the casinos. Or maybe just a relaxing getaway for a few days. When you drive to the coast, tune to 106.3 Casino Radio for all casino promotions. And exciting things to do while you're there. And it's not just casinos. Casino Radio has everything you'll want to know to make your stay on the coast an amazing one. From all of the great restaurants, nightlife, recreation, and more. Casino Radio has it all. So when you're on the coast, discover everything that's happening. From 106.3 Casino Radio. Mississippi news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state. From stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports. Your Mississippi news. All the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. Still want to make your opinion known? Well, you know you can send JT a text message, right? Go ahead, text your thoughts to 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Use your fingers and join the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi and supertalk.fm. Thanks for joining us today on the JT Show, kicking off your week on this Monday. I think we've got Joe from Pedal on the line, wants to talk about term limits for Congress. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. How are y'all doing today? We're doing fantastic. What's up, man? Okay. A couple of quick questions. Um, Congress is never going to vote for term limits. Is there any kind of thing like what's going on out in California with a referendum to recall the governor that the people, the taxpayers, and the voters could do to uh, try to enforce term limits for all congressional delegates, whether it's the Senate or legislature or whatever? And if so, what would that be and what would have to happen? The other thing I want to ask is in regards to the executive orders that Biden is signing left and right with the Keystone Pipeline, just shutting that down. Is there any way that if we could get back a hold of the Senate or the House or both, as far as Republicans go, that those executive orders can be overturned ever, or are they just here till Jesus comes home? Yeah, it's good Good questions, and I'll, I'll try to answer them for you. Thanks for calling, uh, Joe. So first... Yeah, there is a there is a uh, a process for implementing term limits outside of the Congress, and that would be through a consti- or excuse me a convention of states as provided for by the Constitution. But it is an incredibly high bar. It takes thirty four states to call the convention, and, and and when you call the convention, you have to have an express stated purpose 
what you're going to do, what what you intend to uh, try to ratify through the convention itself. And then it takes 38 of those states to actually ratify any amendments that are proposed. I, I don't think that that would happen, uh, in my opinion. And this is something been worked on uh, for some time. By the way, I wrote an article on this calling for a convention t- uh, to um, implement a balanced budget and also term limits a couple of years ago. And I, I did so when Colonel Allen West visited the, uh, the state of Mississippi, and he was promoting this. And we did get the state of Mississippi uh, to at least adopt a resolution, had to go through the House and Senate signed by the governor, to join the Convention of States, but only on the item of balancing the budget. They would not, in fact, uh, adopt and include in that resolution term limits. There is one other alternative. It's considered kind of the backdoor alternative, <laughs> and it is what is presently being used by the left in their agenda of getting rid of the Electoral College. If you had a, a certain number of states voluntarily <clears throat> set in state statute or law that their federally elected individuals would be term limited. Mm-hmm then it would be the same as the state saying, well, we're going to give all our votes to this and get away with the, to the popular vote winner and get away from the Electoral College. It can be done the same way. It wouldn't be a convention of states where all the states came together to argue it. It would have to be each individual state individually yeah. term-limiting their own federally elected officials. And then you'd have that groundswell of, well, 24 states have already done it or 32 states have already done it on their own then it becomes more of a, a debatable topic. Yeah, it's a good point. So that's another route. And so, Rhino, would that, could that be passed at the state level, say in the state of Mississippi? And I guess each state could have its own rules that apply yeah, to that. Yeah, each state but. could apply their own rules as to who qualifies for election, for getting on the ballot to be, a federal, to be an elected official at the federal level. So I think the question is, though, could it be done by standard, the standard legislative process, just a majority in both houses signed by the governor, or would it require amendment to our state constitution, which is a higher bar? I think it would require an amendment to the constitution, but it could be done at yeah. the state level. Yeah. Uh, I think the point is, in both cases, it's just a tough road to hoe. Oh, yeah. That's the, and, of course, you're not ever going to get the Congress to vote themselves term limits. That ain't happening. Uh, and and I think there is a bill, if I'm not mistaken, is it Cruz? I think, and maybe Hawley. Oh yeah, have authored, have sponsored, that would in fact impose two Senate terms as the max, and I think three uh, House terms. I think six years for a member of the House, three terms, and then two twelve years for a member of the Senate. You know, it's got no chance of of getting through there. But uh, it's good. It's absolutely a good question. And what was the uh, other one that? Um, I forgot. <laughs> Joe, we got talking about that. That Joe asked. Uh, let's see. Was it was it a cli- was a climate change uh, oriented issue? I can't remember. No, it was the executive orders. He oh, that's was right. Reverse the executive if, orders. If you My get bad. The, the senator, of the house, or both is you could try to legislate counter to the executive order. In which case, it would go to the courts to determine which one holds more what holds holds more yeah. power and i believe the legislation or the congress would hold more sway over the executive branch for making of law 
Yeah, here's a question, though. Because it's really not a budgetary matter, it would require 60 votes in the Senate, I believe, more than likely. And that's a legal question for the parliamentarian who, by the way, makes that – the parliamentarian of the Senate who makes that call as to what can uh, be included in a measure that is uh, uh, being processed and, and considered through the budget reconciliation uh, procedure is the way it works. So I don't know the answer to that. My guess is it probably would require the supermajority. But in the same way that through executive order, President Trump got the Keystone Pipeline rolling again. Yeah, it's true. Biden shut it down. If Republicans win the White House again, an executive order could open it back up. Yeah, just a, a little further down the road, right. I guess, would be the concern That there. wouldn't be something for two years from now, something for four years or yeah. three years now, but... Yeah, Richard It'll from Wiggins. We know it. Richard from Wiggins says they could just go to the popular impeachment route. Yeah, that I'm not sure, Richard. Honestly, I don't know that we'll ever have another president elected, regardless of party, that is not impeached. As I long just, as there is some point in their administration where the Congress is controlled by the opposite party, I think it's just going to become standard practice. Right, and the and the House actually, because the House yeah. uh, draws up the articles and and votes to impeach, and they transmit that to the Senate. doesn't mean they'll get convicted, uh, as was now, the, I, by the Senate, but... I would say I don't think you're going to see it as energetic as it was. You, you'll have bills introduced regarding impeachment. I don't know that it will actually come up for a vote in the House and get transmitted to the Senate. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I think it's going to become more of a, a political talking point and uh, a way to add a little bit of leverage for maybe failing districts or Congress people that need a boost in the polls. They go introduce a bill to impeach the, the sitting president of the op- opposing party and say, look, I'm trying to get rid of them. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I just think that's just kind of the way we... we we go now. You don't like impeach. I mean, think about it. They were calling for the impeachment of Trump the day he was elected. And although we haven't seen that with respect to Biden, I think that's because we don't have control uh, of the of the House. The Republicans don't. So. Well, I was scrolling. They're still trying to push the, the Russian asset narrative. I that, saw that. The Trump pension. It's, it's more than nothing, but it, it's not. And the maximum you can ever get and that would be like after 35 years of being there, there's 80% of the the pay, which is 174000 So, I mean, that's definitely a lot of money. And there may be some of them there thinking, I need to stay here 30 years to get that, uh, <laughs> that what, uh, $110,000 or so. But I, I don't know. I, I don't think that's as big an issue in my view. That doesn't bother me as much. And by the way, the, the uh, insurance... You know, every federal employee, we talked about that before, it's not just members of Congress. Every federal employee belongs to the Federal uh, Employment Benefits Plan, and and, uh, they receive some 70% of their insurance premiums are paid by the taxpayers. That's been since 1961. It's nothing new. It's not just members of Congress. So, but it's different than, somewhat different than the private sector, although the average 
employee in the private sector has about 75%, last time I checked on that, of their premiums paid by their employer. That's the average in the country now. Yours may be lower or higher than that. We'll take a break and come back with more here on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. Get ready, Greater Jackson area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show, is coming for two big days at the Mississippi Coliseum. Saturday, 9 till 5, Sunday, 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealer's tables available, full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, the big show is for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $9 for adults and $2 for kids ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show. Saturday, 9 to 5, Sunday 10 to 5 at the Mississippi Coliseum. Take the high street exit off I-55 and follow the signs to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. And be sure to register for the door prize. See you this weekend at the big one. Sure as shooting, don't miss it. Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. There is no credible evidence of food or food packaging associated with or is a likely source of viral transmission of the severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus 2, the virus causing COVID-19. That according to a statement issued by acting USDA Secretary Kevin Shea and acting FDA Commissioner Janet Woodcock. The agency said they were sharing the information based upon the best available information from scientific bodies across the globe, including a continued international consensus that the risk is exceedingly low for transmission of the virus to humans via food and food packaging. Further, the USDA FDA statement indicated food products and food packaging has, quote, not been attributed as a transmission source via national or international surveillance systems. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is a Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Hey, it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. Being a gopher, I like to dig. That's what us gophers were born to do, along with eating plants, taunting groundskeepers, and listening to bluegrass music. And I especially enjoy digging around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and I get a headache. Ouch! After all, they're hard to miss since they can be buried anywhere. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. 
makes me shake in my paws just thinking about it. You can avoid all of this by calling 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility-owned lines marked. Calling 811 will help protect your property, and more importantly, you. It's free, and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com slash 811. Hello here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3 about the federal pensions, factor in all the payoffs, not a bad retirement. <laughs> all right, Rhino, by the way, has uh, an idea. Yeah, I think we've got a way we can get term limits in there, but it will require a little bit of a compromise and sacrifice on the part of the people wanting to do away with the pension. I call it the tit-for-tat term limit bill, where it'll introduce term limits, just like the Ted Cruz bill, but... It'll move that scale back so that you can get your pension 40% for being voted in once and 80% for being voted in twice. And then at some point down the line, you can phase that out, which probably never happened. But just think about how much how much more willing they would ha be having the conversation if, well, I want to get voted into office and I can get this pension, but I can only stay a certain amount of time. I like it. Might be the only way to get them to talk about it. We'd have folks coming out of the woodwork. Oh, yeah. Every single election would be uh, a madhouse. Yeah. But you would have more overall involvement in the electoral process. That's true. <laughs> you regain more control over your government, but you give up more of your money for their pension. But it's, Is it a fair trade-off? I think it is. I, I think it is. So people would run just to get the pension. Oh, yeah. Undoubtedly. So You would think some of them are doing it at that point for that reason right now. Yeah. Or at least partially. And and they do pay into it. I don't know well, what the yeah. rate is. But it just like the state pensions, it is a defined benefit plan, meaning that you receive benefits until you die. It's not like the typical private 401k type savings plan where you're contributing, your employer is contributing, and you retire and begin to withdraw from the uh, benefits after you retire from the uh, the fund itself. When it runs out, you're done. There's nothing left. That is a uh, a, def a defined contribution plan is what it's called, but a defined benefit plan. The benefits just like Social Security, just like. Mississippi State PERS and all the other public retirement systems is why they're all broke, because they pay out way more than is paid in, plus the the uh, interest and the increase in the value of the contributions, the investment, if you will. So it's those are upside down for the most part, and it's interesting the the members of Congress also do they are required as of. January 1, 1984, to participate in Social Security. I think there's a lot of folks that believe that they participate in the federal pension program but not in Social Security. That's actually not true. They do participate in Social Security in accordance with the law enacted in 1984. Uh, but nonetheless, you, uh, you, have to, you have to work 
have to be there a long time to really get any significant benefits. But on the other hand, the benefits last forever. So there's there's a, a distinction between that and the typical uh, private sector retirement type uh, situation. So I don't know. Can we? Uh, Horn Lake Lions Club says, don't forget the medical dental benefits for life. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. But they, you know, they do pay part of the premium into that as well. And theirs is, by the way, no different than the other five hundred thousand federal employees. That's been the case again since nineteen sixty one, is when the federal employee benefits plan was was enacted. Uh, and it's, you know, there's some private employers that make Cobra like that available, where they'll continue to fund that even after retirement it's it's more rare than it used to be but that is uh, certainly the way that works and maybe they i don't know maybe they want to get elected just for that i doubt it i think i think those perks are important to them but i think it's just the other uh if you will that they receive just by being a member of congress no hotel, for example, not that that's a problem today, is ever without a room for a member of Congress. See, if I'd have been a member for Congress, I could have gotten in the Hilton less. So, <laughs> you know, there's always a seat on the plane. It's that kind of stuff. There's always a front row seat at a concert or a ball game, I, I, you know, a restaurant. I think, I do think they get accustomed to that, frankly. And I think that's what they have a hard time shaking loose from, which is why they... It's just different than the rest of us. And an entourage to follow you around and pick the pieces up and take care of you. And, and some are more reasonable about it than others. There are a lot of them that, you know, live in the capital. we got Mississippi Outdoors Radio coming up next. I think we've got uh, Representative Trey Lamar and Ed Penny from Ducks Unlimited joining us uh, in the studio along with uh, Mississippi Wildlife folks. Stay with us. We'll be back after the news with that. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. Fox News. I'm Lillian Wu. Attorney General nominee Merrick Garland's confirmation hearing underway. The judge stressing to the Senate Judiciary Committee his independence. Uh, I would not have taken this job if I thought that politics would have any influence over prosecutions and investigations. Garland also told Republican senators he expects special counsel John Durham to finish his investigation into the origins of the Justice Department's Russia probe. Fox's Jared Halpern. Garland says he has not had any discussions about the DOJ investigation in the President Biden's son Hunter. Hunter Biden disclosed his taxes are being investigated. And the Arkansas police officer shot multiple times Saturday during a confrontation with a suspected kidnapper is expected to fully recover. The man suspected of nabbing a 14-year-old later died. America's listening to Fox News. 
As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental, where we create a comfortable environment for our patients. Capital Dental offers general and family dentistry and teeth whitening. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Many are still without power across the state. Northern District Public Service Commissioner Brandon Presley said as of late last night, there were 18,756 outages statewide. That was after a peak of over 200,000 last week. Water systems are also stressed, and some areas still have no water. Some are operating with very low pressure. With the worst of the winter weather behind us, Mike Evingston with the National Weather Service recalls another ice storm. Back in 1994 across the Delta, that was probably one of the worst ice storms that I can uh, recall. And that that chopped trees down like in half. You know, they were they were capped at maybe a hundred feet. Some of them. While we did have record lows, it was the duration of this storm that made it stand out. You know, usually we get a cold event, maybe it's two or three days, and this one's prolonged. So it's a long cold event. It's kind of a rare event. I'm Kelly Bennett, Super Talk Mississippi News. Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry operations opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. Two students on the coast are facing charges after bringing guns to their middle school. According to WLOX, the two Bay Waveland Middle School students face felony charges after one gun was found in a student's backpack and another was found in a trash can on Thursday. The weapons were found after the fire alarm was pulled and the school was placed on lockdown when it was determined that guns were on the property. Congressman Trent Kelly has been selected to serve on the House Budget Committee. The Budget Committee is responsible for preparing the annual budget resolution, has oversight over the Congressional Budget Office, and sets funding allocations for each Congressional Committee. Kelly said, as members of the committee, it is their duty to be fiscally conservative, wisely spending taxpayer dollars when and where they are needed most. I'm Kelly Bennett, Supertalk Mississippi News.
Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your neighborhood Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey. On the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack, you can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda's been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire and Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASC certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Centers offers lube oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course tires, just like Kenda. Designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Centers supports Mississippi outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show. Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show is presented by the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. The Foundation supports projects associated with the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks to protect and preserve Mississippi's wonderful wildlife heritage for generations to come. Welcome, everyone, back to the JT Show. Now time for Mississippi Outdoors Radio, as it is every Monday at this time. And today in the studio, we've got Ed Penny. He's the Director of Public Policy for the Southern Region of Ducks Unlimited, and also Alex Littlejohn. He's the State Director of the Mississippi uh, conserv- the Nature Conservancy, excuse me, I got it right. And also, I think we've got on the line, right, Rhino, we've got Representative Trey Lamar. So you guys are working together. First, welcome to the show. And you guys Happy are, to be here. Great thank to be you. Here. Working together on this Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. Ed, you want to tell us about that? Sure. So what the coalition is, it's a group of conservation organizations in the hunting and fishing industry to come together to support investing more resources, more dollars into Mississippi's outdoors. Right. And and Alex, why why the combination of these organizations in this effort? You know, in, in Mississippi we learned, you know, it, at the end of the day, Mississippi's not a state, it's a club. Uh, relationships matter so you know so important to us and partnerships matter. And these are a group of partners that for lack of better terms, we're working together every day anyway. Might as well operate under one umbrella right now. And this is a common goal. I mean, uh, all the organizations have, have something in, in common in this pursuit. That's That's, that's right. Uh, you know, groups like Delta Wildlife, Wildlife Mississippi, us at Ducks Unlimited, Foundation for Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, Delta Council, and the Nature Conservancy. We all want to do what's right for the state of Mississippi, and that's create better opportunities for recreation and support our natural resources. And the state of Mississippi, of course, blessed with fantastic natural resources. And Amen to that. A lot of uh, outdoor folks that enjoy those resources as well. And so this effort's really about trying to conserve them, make them better, uh, so that we can enjoy them for generations. That's right. That's right. We, too often we take that take what we got for granted, 
and it's time to stop doing that. Makes total sense. So, Representative Lamar, how are you doing today? Hey, guys. I'm doing fine. Thank you all for having me. Yes, sir. Thanks for joining us. So, Trey, you've got a bill, uh, House Bill number 1231, that uh, is designed to provide uh, a little carve-out of funding to uh, help with this effort. Tell us about that. Yeah, guys, this, this bill was this is the biggest thing that in my career, uh, in my lifetime, in any recent memory that, that uh, we have uh, to make uh, an, a, a lifelong or um, generational impact, if you will, on conservation efforts here in Mississippi. I mean, we all grow up. Um, at least the vast majority of Mississippians growing up loving and appreciating the outdoors. Uh, and, and this bill uh, would set up a perpetual funding stream uh, to, to fund conservation efforts uh, from, you know, from Tennessee to the coast, all over the state. And it would be a, an annually uh, perpetual fund uh, that would provide funding that we could use to, quite frankly, that we could use to, 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 um, to leverage federal dollars for grant programs that are out there, and everything from from uh, walking trails to uh, improvements at our state parks and city and county levels to conservation efforts on um, on uh, private lands through conservation easements and things of that nature, just to improve um, the uh, the quality uh, and to really help maintain the quality uh, of outdoor opportunities that that exist um, and help take care of what the good Lord has given us too. So. You know, it, it's a it's a great effort, uh, and and the fact that it, it would be funded by the sportsmen of the state, the ones who who generally care about uh, our great outdoors the most. And I, I know it's not a new tax; it would just be a diversion of uh, existing sales tax that are collected at at sporting goods stores uh, across the state. And so, I, I feel like this would be a very very popular program, uh, and it would also help help our small businesses. Uh, it, which is these sporting goods stores when they when their shoppers know that, that when they buy products at those stores their tax dollars are going to right back into the into the great outdoors and to preserving it for generations to come so I, I can't tell you how excited I am about this bill uh, it, it passed the House of Representatives with uh, overwhelming support uh, and and we look forward to, to hopefully it being brought up and and in the Senate and given a fair shot down there so Representative, can you explain uh, for our audience sort of the mechanics uh, from a, a financial and monetary perspective how this would work? It's, uh, it, I think there's a diversion of taxes from certain retailers or re- retailers that fit into uh, selective industry classifications. Can you explain that to us? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'd be glad to. So this would apply to sporting goods stores. So. Uh, not not your WalMarts of the world, but but your your mom and pop uh, sporting goods stores. I know for folks in the in the Jackson area, you know, I give a little shout out to my friends out of Vans in Rankin County. You know, <laughs> y'all can think Vans, those type stores. Yeah. And the people who shop there, when they buy products, they pay a sales tax just like everybody else does. And so, a portion of that sales tax uh, ultimately would would be statewide would be about fifteen million dollars a year. A portion of the sales tax derived from those products at those stores would go into this conservation fund that could be used uh, by the by the conservation board uh, that would be set up under the bill uh, to fund those projects that I was discussing a few minutes ago. Gotcha. So uh, about how much money would that amount to? Have you done some extrapolation on that yet? It's, it's designed to be about $15 million a year. 
uh, and there's some language in the bill that would cap the fund at 20 million. So, if the fund ever reached 20 million, uh, then that that diversion would roll off. And so it's designed to be responsible. Yeah. Uh, and and again, I know in other states there there are several other states that have programs like this. I know there's one in Georgia that's very popular, and some of the other states they have used the state funding uh, to match and leverage you know grants from the federal federal sources as well and they've turned they've you know they've more than doubled and sometimes tripled uh the effect that they were able to have on conservation just because they had this this pot of money that they could use uh to match with federal funds that that quite frankly does not exist currently in mississippi yeah and i'll hit on that point you know representative lamar i one i want to thank you personally for your support in the house and the other members representative kincaid scott bounds as well as speaker gunn but on the Georgia model, you know, Georgia passed this in 2018. Very similar approach that what we're trying here with House Bill 1231. But what Georgia was able to do, they took $19 million in the first year, leveraged an additional $77 million in the first year for federal and private match. So, in essence, they took 19 and will ultimately have about $100 million uh, impact for conservation in that state in year one. So what Representative Lamar has hit on is is exactly right. We've right now we've got some historic levels of funding available. The Trump administration, you know, when they they passed the Great American Outdoor Act, you know, that particular act will provide what is it at nine hundred million dollars? Nine hundred million a year. A year. So every year that level of funding on top of National Fish and Wildlife Foundation, Farm Bill, and the list goes on. These these entities, these sources that Ed and I know about, that we need to be bringing some of that. We need to be bringing some of that money back home to Mississippi. And and Georgia showed very very similarly that they could do it. They did it recently, and uh, that's what we want to see in Mississippi. The magnitude and the impact and the opportunity is simply unprecedented. That's exactly right, uh, guys. It's a I would just encourage everybody, everybody out there listening today, to, to get behind this effort. If you care about if you care about the great outdoors in, in the state of Mississippi, and if you care about uh, doing all you can to help pass that on to our children and grandchildren and, and other future generations, then then we need this. We need your support. Uh, we need uh, we need you to call your your um, your representatives and your senators. Uh, specifically, that bill is in the Senate right now. Uh, and, and let them know that, that this is something that you're passionate about because uh, it's, a, it's a big day. It's, it's the best opportunity that I've seen um, in any recent memory to have a long-lasting impact on, um, on the stewardship of our great outdoors here in Mississippi. And, Representative, we should be clear as well, this is not additional taxes to the consumer. No, not at all. Not at all. This is just a, this is just a, a diversion of existing tax that's already collected uh, at these sporting goods stores um, that, you know, if you're a sportsman in this state, would you, would every sportsman I know would, would uh, love to have and, and love to know that some of their tax dollars are going directly into these efforts uh, to, to conserve um, uh, our great outdoors here in Mississippi. So it's no new tax, uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a no-brainer if you love the great outdoors. And honestly, that's uh, that's one of the best uh, best selling points about this, and that's why uh, the industry is so strongly behind us. Uh, National Shooting Sports Foundation, American Sport Fishing Association, and others. This isn't a new tax. They know that they're not going to have to pass on any cost to a consumer. Got it. We're going to take a break right here. We'll come back with more on Mississippi Outdoors Radio. Stay with us. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size, and installed. Picture frame glass, table and desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts and doors, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at www.venableglass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. Hi, I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller & Corey firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller & Corey, online at DanksMillerCorey.com. New Care MD is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. For health care the way it should be, visit NewCareMD.com. That's NewCareMD.com. Lee Temple, customer, Clark's Construction. We had a complete bathroom renovation all the way from the tile floor to countertops and everything that goes with uh, with a bathroom. We checked with other folks to see how they had worked with Jerry, and we always got some uh, some good reviews. Never did get one that was uh, that was not good, and you know the trust issue was was not an issue with Jerry. So I'd say he's a five star for a construction company you can trust. Call Clark's Construction at 601-214-9463. It's time for the annual RJ's Outboard Open House, March 12th through the 13th. Want to win a free boat? Then come on out to RJ's Outboard on Old Fannin Road between now and March 13th and register to win a brand new boat, motor, and trailer package courtesy of G3 Boats and Yamaha Outboards. While you're there, be sure to check out all of the G3 Boats and Yamaha Outboards RJ's has to offer. Boat drawing will be held Saturday, March 13th at 3 p.m. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road at the Reservoir. To good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome back, everyone. Mississippi Outdoors Radio in the studio. Ed Penny, Director of Public Policy. Ducks Unlimited for the Southern Region. Alex Littlejohn, he's the State Director of the Nature Conservancy of Mississippi. And Representative Trey Lamar is joining us on the phone line. So, Ed, talk to us about some of the projects that uh, this particular fund 
would uh, establish and, and address, I should sure. say. Sure. So Ducks Unlimited is involved in a lot of different states, and I get to work on these types of issues, and we all do on-the-ground habitat conservation through programs like what this one would do. And so what does a project look like in a lot of states? Uh, what would happen is Ducks Unlimited uses our fundraising dollars that we raise at local events, and then we leverage it with state dollars, like these trust fund dollars, and we go get more federal dollars. And we wrap that all together, and we do on-the-ground waterfowl habitat projects, typically on public wildlife management areas and refuges that our sportsmen and women can enjoy. And obviously there's other benefits from wetland restoration as well, but that's just one good example of of how Mississippians would benefit from such a trust fund. So is is everybody, I assume everybody in the organization or the organizations have come together to uh, to form this particular group, the Outdoor Stewardship, they're all on board with, uh, I mean, they're all aligned in, in how to best utilize and leverage these monies. Yeah, I would agree, and I would tell you they know that um, – we're one of, la- of the only. We're one of two states in the southeast that don't have a similar fund dedicated hmm. to conservation. So we're fighting our dear sister over to the west in Louisiana for last place in regards to trying to get a fund propped up. Let's say little brother on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, pe- people talk about the sportsman's paradise in Louisiana, and I've got a lot of friends over there, and I don't want to make too Absolutely. much fun about it. But they do come to Mississippi for a reason. And we know that, and we see that in every county in the state, and we want to make sure that the habitat that, that we can create also benefits benefits us here in the state as well. Yeah, and to the to the projects, you know, and, and so I'll go back to Georgia because their most recent uh, passage of their bill, uh, they came out the gate and they funded, you know, about $7 million went to public WMAs and private land wildlife habitat conservation initiatives. A lot of those are synonymous to Mississippi. Um, Six million went to like city and state parks for revamping and city walking trails, uh, blue trails. So the the opportunities sincerely run, as Representative Lamar pointed to, from south of Memphis all the way down to Gulfport. I mean, everywhere in between, every city and county will have the opportunity to pursue these funds to get them to their county and be able to leverage federal funds that we're just frankly not previewed to right now. And and we should also point out that this conservation effort and preservation of our our resources in this regard, uh, it also goes towards protecting our economic output here in the state as well. Great point. That's great point. Great point. And, and again, going back to a lot of other states, I work in South Carolina quite a bit, and we know how strong the quality of life is in South Carolina. A lot of people have been to Charleston and a few other towns along the coast there. Businesses are coming there because, because the quality of life is good, and the quality of life is good because they take care of their natural resources. They know that the environment is, is, is in good shape there. And we know that as well in Mississippi, and we want to make sure that we can secure as much investment and so forth in our state as well. And and Mississippians who have assets, who have investments within the state, it protects their investment as well. Hey, look, that's a great point. You, if you're not in this every day, you don't understand just what kind of draw Mississippi has when it comes to outdoor recreation, natural resources. I mean, we really are a state that people come to because we are. We're just blessed with an incredible asset on that front. I mean, every year, I, uh, Ed knows these numbers better than I do, but every year, outdoor recreation generates just $620 million in consumer spending. Um, it wow. has an $8 billion impact 
uh, create you know impacts or directly impacts almost eighty thousand jobs. You just don't quite understand the sheer magnitude that the outdoors provide and how good how well represented Mississippi is in that regard. I think the the typical Mississippian thinks about how this benefits outdoor activity and outdoorsmen in general hunting, fishing, recreation, but maybe we don't think as much about how it really protects our economy. Yeah, it's, it's that's right. So agriculture, we know how strong Mississippi is in agriculture. Uh, this trust fund would also support agriculture and forestry. You know, Mississippi's one of the one of the most interesting states is because we know that wildlife conservation, yeah. agriculture and forestry all work together. And without those two segments of our economy, we're not going to have wildlife and fisheries, so we got to take care of those as well. Yeah. Representative Lamar, thanks for hanging on with us. What's the status of the bill? I believe it passed the House. It's been transmitted over to the Senate, correct? That, that's exactly right. Passed the House with an overwhelming vote. I want to say, I mean, these, these numbers start running together uh, on me, guys, but I want to say it was 117 to 2. Nice. Uh, I think that's right. That's, right. I, that's about as strong of a vote as you can get. <laughs> Uh, you know, somebody always votes against something. So, yeah, well, I, I, I'm convinced. I'm convinced those two people that voted against it just had a bad duck season. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I think they just had a bad duck season. Maybe so. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, guys, it's right. It's been it's been it passed the House and is uh, it, it's gotten been sent down to the Senate, uh, where, as I said earlier, we we expected to receive a fair a fair hearing and a fair shot in the Senate. And, and I know Lieutenant Governor Hoseman is a great supporter of the outdoors. I've uh, personally discussed uh, hunting and fishing with him on, on many occasions, and I, I expect I expect him to um, give it a fair shot. So that's all we can ask for. Um, so as I said earlier, make sure your senators know that this issue is out there, that it's important to you. Uh, I would encourage all the listeners to do that. Um, and and, and um, if we can get it through the Senate, uh, then I, I – comfortable that our governor the governor reason sign it so um it, it, and that would be a huge huge win uh for all the reasons we've discussed here today and guys i, I don't want to leave y'all hanging but I, I got called into a meeting at the capitol so i'm just not to jump off the the phone call i just want to take this opportunity to thank to thank all the uh thank you guys there in the studio to all your organizations the you know wildlife mississippi ducks unlimited uh delta council everybody that's in, involved uh, in, in this bill for coming together as a team and working on this with us and uh, let's let's tote that ball across the across the goal line and make this thing happen I appreciate you representative Lamar. thank you thank you thank you Trey representative Lamar thanks so much for taking some time out to join us today stay safe sir thanks guys representative Trey Lamar who is the is he the sole author or certainly the principal author? He, that's right. He's got some others involved, Bounds and Miles, right, have also co-sponsored right. in the that's authoring. Correct. And this is uh, House Bill 1231. It's passed the House. It has been transmitted to the Senate. Has it been referred yet to committees? It has been. It's been referred to three different committees. Uh, so we've got a lot of work to do to, to educate all those members of those committees on why this is important. But going back to the House, uh, 117 votes is bipartisan. Uh, the right. Senate relies on bipartisanship as well. Sure. So we're going to work on both sides of the aisle because conservation works best when it is nonpartisan or even bipartisan. So. And look, that's... That's what our polling showed. We got recent polling that suggests you know seventy five percent of uh, Mississippians support this kind of effort. Um, transcends race, politics, um, 
religion, all that good stuff. I mean, it's a it's a bipartisan um, approach. It's a good bill, and um, we look forward to the support. Yeah, that's overwhelming support coming out of the House. You don't <laughs> yeah. get too many bills that uh, garner that kind of vote, that's for right. sure. Yeah, can't thank them enough. Yeah, I'd, it would be interesting to find out what the the two who uh, broke away and voted today. I've already told you, they had a, bad, had duck a bad duck season. season. They had a bad duck season. <laughs> I mean, let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Or a turkey hung up, or they didn't that's catch right. a fish. That's right. That's yeah, right. but the way the duck season's been, there's some that voted yes. <laughs> that, uh, You're right. It's been that great. So... You gotta wonder though if, if someone who, let's say in the Senate, and and let's be honest, uh, triple refer is is always a difficult uh, ordeal. Why would someone oppose this? What do you guys think? Well, uh, it's it's our job to find that out. Okay, uh, and we need to make sure that people understand that this is a statewide program. We've talked a lot about ducks today, and we know the Mississippi Delta is the most important place for ducks in the state. But there is just as many needs in every rural community, in every small town, in every city in the state to do something better for their natural resources and their environment there. So Yeah, very 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 seldomly we get to talk about investments being made in Mississippi that leverage additional investments. And this yeah. is exactly what that does from from South Haven to Gulfport, baby. You know, it's every city and community has an opportunity to to participate and see a benefit from this bill. Yeah, I mean, everyone here has a vested interest That's right. in this. That's right. There's no question about it. So it's just, I'm just curious as to why anybody would object to this, and and certainly can't say that it's an economic or a financial matter because there's no new taxes. And I know most Mississippians are opposed to new taxes of any sort, uh, way, shape, or form. Right, and this does not levy any new taxes. It's That's just correct. a diversion, a small diversion, frankly. Fifteen million dollars out of a six billion dollar budget just ain't a lot of money. Hey, look, it's a sound, it, it's a sound investment in Mississippi's outdoors. I agree. We got uh, the bumper music started by Rhino, so we're going to take a break <laughs> right here. We'll come back with more on Mississippi Outdoors Radio. Stay with us. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, need your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, needs your vehicle. Quality vehicles. Affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. 
The American Council of Engineering Companies is the voice of our state's engineering community and a proud sponsor of National Engineers Week. The purpose of this week is to shine a spotlight on the contributions that engineers make to society. To get a true sense of just how important engineers are for the quality of our life and safety, just look around your home, the roads you travel, your job, and everything you eat and drink. An engineer helped make it happen. This message brought to you by the American Council of Engineering Companies of Mississippi. Gallo here for the professionals at Watkins Construction and Roofing. I got to know these guys over the summer when just about everybody in the neighborhood replaced roofs from a spring storm. To keep a small roof problem from getting bigger, call the pros that can find damage the untrained eye can't. Watkins Construction and Roofing, the state's largest roofer. And there's a simple reason for that, customer satisfaction. Get a free inspection and they won't ask for upfront deposits. 601-966-8233, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. Pure Air Consultants is your heating and cooling professionals, and they're ready to work for you. We're the home of the once-a-year $119 heating and cooling service special, along with 24 months same as cash and no credit check financing. Call us at 601-939-7420. That's 601-939-7420 or online at MyPureAirConsultants.com. That's MyPureAirConsultants.com. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Green, the new degree of comfort. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Many are still without power across the state. Northern District Public Service Commissioner Brandon Presley said as of late last night, there were 18,756 outages statewide. That was after a peak of over 200,000 last week. Water systems are also stressed, and some areas still have no water. Some are operating with very low pressure. With the worst of the winter weather behind us, Mike Evingston with the National Weather Service recalls another ice storm. Back in 1994 across the Delta, that was probably one of the worst ice storms that I can uh, recall. And that, that chopped trees down like in half. You know, they, were, they were capped at maybe 100 feet, some of them. While we did have record lows, it was the duration of this storm that made it stand out. You know, usually we get a cold event, maybe it's two or three days, and this one's prolonged. So it's a long cold event. It's kind of a rare event. I'm Kelly Bennett, Super Talk Mississippi News. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. 
I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hosey and ask them to support House Bill 1231. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi team with live reports from games and practices, plus exclusive interviews. Weekday afternoons starting at 3 on supertalk.fm, the Supertalk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Keeping you up to date on what's happening with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at newsms.fm. Your statewide news network, News Mississippi. News Mississippi. Covering the stories that matter to you. Rhino got the headbanging music going on today. <laughs> Keep playing that. it, man. It was Elvis the other day. I like the music here. <laughs> I love it. Mississippi Outdoors Radio back with you. We've got Ed Penny from Ducks Unlimited and Alex Littlejohn from the Nature Conservancy of Mississippi in the studio. So, Ed, talk to us about some of the projects more specifically yep. that this this uh, fund would uh, supply money to. I know you started on that in the last segment, but this is pretty sweeping. It is sweeping, and we did talk about a waterfowl habitat project example, but there's so many other projects could be funded. Uh, when you think about uh, community parks around the state that need funding, and I'm not talking about state parks, I'm talking about local parks, uh, counties and municipalities would be eligible to, to apply for funding. And the thing to remember with this trust fund is it's a competitive grant program. It is not a, a giveaway to private landowners. It's not a giveaway to any agency. Uh, we will be competing for funding to make sure that we get good, solid, effective projects that leverage dollars that do work in Mississippi, Mississippi communities across the state. And uh, and, and I, I brought up you know in the last segment that – uh, our polling suggests that 75% of Mississippians would support this, but you know, over in Georgia, when Georgia took it to the ballot and they went a different route than, than what we're seeing right now, but 83% of Georgia supported that effort. And I would just like to think that the state that brought you Primos, that brought you Mossy Oak, that brought you Drake, and all the in- interest that we have in outdoors, we'd also seen that same support. And the polling shows that. I mean, it does. So we've got most Mississippians, uh, overwhelming majority, I believe, that would be supportive of this measure. It obviously garnered incredible, an incredible vote and outcome in the House. We got it over in the Senate now. And you guys are going to talk to some of those members of the committees to see if we can get them on board. That's right. Uh, the next, next several days are going to be key. And to make sure that that happens, we've got to have all of our conservation-minded folks, whether you're a farmer, whether you're in forestry, whether you're a hiker or an angler along the coast, please call your state center and tell them to support this bill. Have you talked to any of them yet? Yeah. We have. We've been in conversations with a lot of folks over the last several months uh, to build their support. And now that we do have a bill, it's it's incumbent upon their, their constituents to also voice their opinions too. Yeah, and that, and that's looking forward. And, you know, looking back, we can't, you know, 
Representative Lamar, Bounds, Kincaid. Yep. You know, Speaker Gunn deserves a lot of credit here as far as getting it out of the House with such a magnitude of a vote of 117 and 2. We know the Speaker loves the outdoors. Yep. And he showed it in his vote. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, I've talked about it before. My son and the Speaker's son are very close friends, work together, and they hunt quite a bit together. So and, Imagine uh, that. And fish as well. <laughs> and, they, and that's the thing is this is conservation and, and the outdoors is such a deeply held value that we have here. Uh, and it's amazing to see Speaker Gunn have that. Everybody knows that about him. He loves this state, and so many of our elected officials do love this state and yeah. want to make it better. And what what better of a way to do that than, than supporting this bill? And the lieutenant governor as well. We should point out he is a hey, look i have it outdoors look i have walked down the aisle and to the altar with with um lieutenant governor husband on same very serious conservation winds absolutely I, mean, I will tell you that firsthand um the phil bryant wma would not be here without him absolutely and uh saw the governor uh former governor bryant uh, at breakfast uh had a little chat with him saturday and uh quite sure didn't talk about this, but I'm quite sure he was with his grandkids, of course. And didn't oh, wanna, Henry. I didn't mm-hmm. write. I didn't want right. to bother him with, with uh, business matters. But i I got to believe that he that uh, Phil Bryant's all over this as well, huh? Have you talked to him about it? Or? I would like to think that uh, his mindset is just like the other 75% of the Mississippians we know would support it. You and know, he's an just, avid outdoorsman. And, um, and, and look, it's not, a, it's not a hook and bullet camo coalition type of deal. This is for I got everybody. It. I mean, Will Primos said it great the other day. He said, look, it doesn't matter if um, if you need to take your, if you're desiring a place to take your kids out, city park, state park, uh, walking trail, new blue trail, or if you're a hunter or a fisherman or everybody in between, you know, the, the appreciation for the Mississippi outdoors that we know and love and that we've all, you know, described here today um this is for everybody this is an investment for everybody totally agree you know when the pandemic hit last year uh unfortunately it hit but the one bright spot over the last year has been mississippi's reconnection to the outdoors i know during turkey season uh, i was able to spend more time outside than i ever have now you know, yeah. we'd much rather be doing other things sometimes, like going to school or, or working. But speak we're, for yourself. We're I don't like yeah. going to school. Yeah. I didn't like well, going to school. You speak for yourself. <laughs> Mississippi <laughs> State was a good school, wasn't it? <laughs> that's right, baby. And that's from a kid from Oxford, so Mississippi State, Hell State. That's right. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, you know, the outdoors is a bright spot for us. It's been a bright spot over the last year. Let's take this opportunity and do the right thing. Yeah, Ed hit it on the head. People, people found nature in the pandemic. That's where they ran to. And um, we want more people enjoying what Mississippi has to offer. Well, i got to tell you, as a business guy, I, I'm looking at the uh, really well-done flyer uh, produced by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition with some, some great data points included in the flyer. But when I see, first of all, our agriculture economy, and it, it's no secret how important that is and what a large portion of our GDP uh, is comprised with our agricultural economy. I, I had um, Commissioner Gibson on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he was I think he said like 39%, if I'm not mistaken. Strong. Yeah. That is good. And then the dollars you talked about earlier, Alex, with respect to the uh, outdoor recreation, that is mind-boggling. Eight billion dollars in consumer spending, eighty thousand jobs involved in the industry, two point one billion wages and salaries. It just behooves us to protect 
essentially the product, if you will, that makes all that possible. But I tell you what really got my attention more than anything, and I think this was a great job of doing this. When I look at this map of the South, it's included in the flyer. When I look at this map of the of the um, the South, kind of imagine if if our audience would stretching west from Texas all the way over to North Carolina, uh, the, the, the northern line being Arkansas, Tennessee, and the and the top of North Carolina. And there's hole. There's a big hole there where Mississippi does not have such a fund. All these other states, Louisiana being the exception, but I'm looking at the dollars going through this fund. I assume that's a combined uh, figure of federal and state money. No, no, is no. It just state? On that map, that is the state just contribution. Just state. Okay. Yep. Well, Texas is $200 million. That's right. And we're talking about $15 million here, $45 million. Wow, $45 million in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So they've earmarked even more than we're proposing yep. here. 15 over in Alabama, 20 in Georgia, 100 in Florida, 12 South Carolina, 35 North, 25 Tennessee. But we got a hole that says zero right there. We we got to get the message here, don't we? Hey, me and me and Ed like competing, you know, in terms <laughs> of competing for federal dollars and uh, you know, we talk a lot. We know we know the opportunities that are out there and frankly in the last 2 or 3 years the amount of uh, funds that we can pursue has increased dramatically. I spoke to it earlier in the Trump administration. We saw the passage of the Great American Outdoor Act. I mean, the magnitude of the opportunities of conservation funding from the federal level is uh, unprecedented. It's historic. And we just want Mississippi to be able to get a piece of the pie, a larger piece of the pie than we've been getting, and this is how you do it. Well, the flyer notes, uh, Alex, that Georgia leveraged their $20 million of state Diversion right. and contribution into a hundred million with uh, federal and private matching funds. Think about the impact you could make in Mississippi if we could turn around and do that same, and we will. I, I mean, I'm confident that we'll be able to do it. As Ed would echo that. I and mean, that I'm, funding is out there. That federal funding is out there. Uh, the Trump administration and Congress did work together over the last that. two right. to four years Very to pass bipartisan. a lot of legislation. The Farm Bill, we talked about the Great American Outdoors Act, America's Conservation Enhancement Act. These are all real dollar sources that if Mississippi doesn't get on board, we stand to lose a lot of opportunity here. Yeah. Well, this Every is truly an investment in an existing asset is really what it is. You're you're nurturing an existing asset and you're growing its value and we all benefit. I mean that's just the business case for this. What was the old slogan that uh, there was an ad? It's it's my Mississippi too. Remember that. You know, we want to take care of that. Well sure. So uh, I hope we got members of the Senate that are tuned in and listening. I know several of them do or certainly uh, their, their colleagues and their peers do and their constituents. And so I hope the message gets to them. This just sounds like something we need to do. And i got to tell you, this map is really what got my attention more than anything. I don't like seeing us with zero dollars in the middle of all these great states who are investing. And look, at the end of the day, you think about what the outdoors do, what conservation does, and it really brings us all together, young and old, black, white. You know, it, it transcends every aspect. It is the one place we can all find some unity. And I would suspect everybody would like to be unified in something. This Man. is a good one to be unified behind. Well, all you got to do is look at the boat in the house, as That's you guys right. talked about. That's right. I mean, there are not many bills that get that kind of uh, hey, bipartisan look. support. Let's rock and roll. Bill. That's right. Support House Bill 1231. we got a final segment, Mississippi Outdoors Radio, coming up. Stay with us.
Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size, and installed. Picture frame glass, table and desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts and doors, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at www.venableglass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry operations. 
opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying the outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. back baseball days right there. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> There's not a baseball stadium in Mississippi that doesn't have that blaring. Um, and most of the youth teams. <laughs> that's right. They got that's their right. baseball right. sound systems. They usually got I, that blaring. I tell you what, if that's your walk-up song, by God, you better go up swinging is <laughs> all I got to say. Dingers. <laughs> oh, when my son was 12, we played in the state tournament, uh, U-Triple-S-A, in Tupelo. Yeah. And we played the Gulf Coast Thunder. Because there's about 80 teams that are all used the Thunder as their mascot. Mm. Oh, but then we yeah. played in the finals for the state championship. I was coaching in the Gulf Coast Thunder. And uh, Wes Ray. I don't know if you remember oh, Wes. Yeah. Oh, Wes. yeah. You okay. know the good baseball players. At 12, he was taller than me. I imagine that. And he was quite an athlete. Man of, amongst boys there. And was playing shortstop. <laughs> That's good stuff. And then when he came in to pitch, they, they ended up beating us 5-3, to three, and he came in to pitch. And, yeah. of course, he was laughing because he was just so much bigger and stronger at yeah, that age. I mean, 90. He was, yeah, it was just <laughs> blazing speed. And my son's big kid had quick hands as well, and but uh, we couldn't overcome that. But, man, after that deal, that song resonated in my brain for about a week. <laughs> Stuck with you. Bad memories. Bad memories. Anyhow. A lot of fun that was. So, uh, just talking uh, once again about the conservation fund. And again, kudos, great job on the Stewardship Coalition flyer. I think it really, really looks good. And this is just, it is important to note that there's so little that seems to unite us these days and so much that divides us. This is a unique situation we have to get behind something. And, you know, I think it's even fair to say that if we can work together to get behind something such as this, an effort uh, such as this, maybe this will lead to a little bit more cooperation among foes to other things just because they figure out, yeah, I really can work with other people. I mean, there's some value in that. There's so much that divides us. And the beautiful thing about the conservation world that Ed and I get to work in every day is that, you know, it transcends a political divide, transcends all the issues that do divide us. And, um, you know, I think we need a little more that need a few more things that do unify us. And this is one of them. I mean, this is a sound investment in Mississippi's uh, outdoors and conservation and um, your health and well being. You know, Ed hit on it. You know, people during the pandemic, they ran outside. Yeah. They ran outside to get away because um, they needed something to take a little bit of the stress off, take the edge off. And uh, we're just looking to see this to the end and see a sound investment in 
Mississippi. You know, if you take the time to read the bill, and I encourage everybody to do that, even if you're not a legislator or a policy person, you'll see that uh, all parts of Mississippi are represented in this bill. We've talked about a few examples of projects, different community-type projects, but the board that will be overseeing these projects and how to implement these projects and approving these projects, they're from all parts of the state and all sectors of sectors of the state you know we've got the coast represented with the department of marine resources we've got wildlife and fisheries represented we've got the forestry industry represented through the state forester we've got uh, the ag commission representing agriculture economy we've got soil and water which is also another big part of what we take care of so there's lots of interests that will have a say-so on what projects get funded, and this competitive grant program is supposed to do on-the-ground work in our communities and across the state. Yeah, and those, that representation, those are those are non-voting members. So they, they provide the backdrop to say if a project is sound in, its, in what it's saying it's supposed to do. The, the voting members, there's there's four appointed by the lieutenant governor, three appointed by the governor. So there'll be a it's, – it's an independent board um, with a sounding board of – of, of agency heads that have the conservation or can provide the conservation expertise as non-voting members. Yeah, and you know something I guess we, we really haven't touched on, but uh, making an investment like this, as I said earlier, that not only benefits our economy and our state's economy, but to some extent, and I don't think I'm stretching here, this really makes our, our Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks more efficient. Uh, more valuable, and I think uh, allows them to deliver even better service because we're protecting the assets that they are charged with uh, overseeing, if if you will, and also in protecting those assets and making them more attractive and ensuring that they continue to serve the public and produce fees. That's right. Which uh, are so critical, and it's the source of funding. I'm, a lot of people may not realize that's the primary source of funding for the department. Hey, look, we're, we're trying to get more people to Mississippi to enjoy our outdoors. That's what we're trying to do. And investments in conservation, investments in these projects like Georgia did, that's what it's going to take. And that's what it's going to take. No question. And, and, and so much associated uh, businesses that benefit from the use of those resources as well and, in a responsible way. And look, 90% of Mississippi is privately owned. It is a private and public land conservation effort that's mm. going to benefit. That's a good point. Awesome. The next two weeks are important for this bill. We've got to make it. House Bill 1231, please call your state senator. Alex, Ed, thanks so much for coming uh, on today. The Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition is what it's called, House Bill 1231. Call your senators, folks. Thanks so much for joining us today. Rhino and I will be back with you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. God bless. Mississippi Media Production.